0: Because here he is, the cunning kingfish,
1: the bad barracuda. A man so deep, he's almost unfathomable. A man so quick,
0: he's even fast asleep. Thank you. Now let's give him a very big aim, because he's only got one.
1: I give you the steel-handed stingray. Captain James
0: Howe! See how greatly the men favour you, sir. The puling spawn, how I despise them. Go get them, Captain! Yes! Thank you! Thank you! Thank
1: you! Well, first of all, Marys. A Merry Christmas. If you're listening to this on Christmas or if you're listening to it in January and you miss Christmas, Merry Christmas. We are doing what I did not realize is also a Christmas movie. Yeah. Literally Hook. Yes. Hook Line and Senka. Yeah. I I thought that we were we had kind of just chosen this as like, oh, it's a movie. It feels like something you'd watch on Christmas. But it's literally like Christmas. There's a Santa. Spray or what? It, what's the baseball thing that the kids in? There's a, uh, there's a Santa-related baseball playoff at the beginning of the movie.
0: I didn't realize that it was Santa-related. I I just saw the Christmas theme because it was snowing, and let me tell you, Mary, as a kid and to this day, I don't know what it is about the snow scenes in this movie, but like I can feel and smell the snow. Uh, there's just something about that backyard and that front steps anyway. Uh, but yeah, that's when I see Christmas is the decorations inside the house and like outside the, the you know, Wendy's Wendy's home.
1: Yeah, it's, you know, because the family is flying to London or, you know, for Christmas. And it, it's I just uh, I, I there was a pleasant surprise, among other things, because I haven't seen this movie in like I don't know, twenty-five, thirty really? years. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. I so watch this that...
0: very frequently. Uh, maybe every three or four years, I see this movie. this This movie's up there. It, it had a huge impact on me as a kid.
1: I yeah, I mean, I feel like th- the whole Rufio thing was like a, it was like a, a thing that I felt every other kid had is like a secret passcode <laughs> into a club that I was like. Uh Brenda Vaccaro, oh You know, do you guys know that one? Yeah. You know? Well,
0: it's great to see Mama Pal younger, you know.
1: Yes. Oh, those shoes. <laughs> those yeah. Shoes. That hair. That hair. <laughs> well, and like for example, with Rufio, like, and this must be a big part of so many people's childhoods. Like, I didn't know that Rufio dies. Oh my god, Mary, it was a big deal. Like, oh, why did he have to fucking die? And also
0: is it possible to die in Neverland? Like, there's uh-huh. those questions that come to pass. How did the pirates age? How did Peter age as a baby? Like, I had so many questions.
1: I thought that, too. I was like, I mean, because there was that part of me that was like, but you guys aren't really eating food. You know what I mean? I was like, this is a, this is an ex- extremely troublesome situation you all are in. <laughs> And like Glenn Close died in a box full of scorpions, so uh, I, yeah, I some, guess you can like the die. Second baseman
0: dies or something like that. Yeah. Or, yeah, like people die in Neverland, and you forget that you know you can die. Lucy doesn't die and come back.
1: No, you can die, but you don't age. Right. I mean, right. Right. Like, right. That's so. Uh, and I mean, the uh, yeah. So so that it's was like a Narnia thing. in that, that sense. Mm-hmm. You're familiar with Narnia. I know that you have to go through a closet to get there. So the
0: other thing you should know about Narnia is that the when you're in Narnia, it could feel uh, literally twelve years could go by. You age in Narnia, and you you know maybe you don't, um, but you come back and only six seconds have gone by. Uh,
1: it, uh, I feel like there was some kind of hint of that here when the when the kids come back, mm-hmm. uh, when they're brought back, where it's like. It's like, oh, has it really been, like, some, like that it hadn't been days and days. Right. Like, perhaps it had only been, like, the night as far as Moira was concerned. Right, you one know? night. One night, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, the, I, I I worried about you when I was re-watching this because I was like, oh, there's so many father-son issues. And I know I, like, thought about, even growing up, like, I watching this as a kid, like, You know, you think about your own father and your own relationship with your own father. And and then this movie is it's just so heavy uh, in terms of that relationship between Jack and Rob Williams or Jack and Dustin Hoffman. And I don't know. I wonder what your kind of gut reaction to that is, if any.
1: I mean, I know that this is like a thing that Spielberg does often is I feel like he he's. Either exploring uh, challenging father son relationships, or there's like you know a great blonde mom like those are Spielberg <laughs> things. And I so I was like once I started seeing that play out, I was like, oh okay, we're definitely in Spielberg territory. I you know I I loved it like I really I enjoyed it because I think what I kept thinking about I guess to be honest like I watching it I was thinking so much of, less about myself but more about like other people watching Mm. this and i think what it was was like i was realizing why this movie means so much to people interesting and being like oh my god this is so much about childhood and and your parents and growing up and and i was like yeah everybody knows that that's why everyone loves this and it's like peter pan and then you know and obviously and we'll probably talk about it but the you know the, how connected this is to you know the narratives of gay men? yes uh, yeah like this is the just lost such boys a... oh my yeah, god so
0: gay it's so gay it's, it's they don't I, eat it's so queer yeah they don't eat but like yeah i mean that's that's wink wink nudge nudge right but there's mm-hmm. uh just the idea of the lost boys got me emotional and mm-hmm. you know what i oh god i'm getting emotional right now thinking about it just like them standing there as like peter leaves you know and I don't know. There's something really really beautiful about it them all wanting their mother. Oh god.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, there was one part cuz I I got choked up a few times watching this and one part that I was very surprised got to me was when I think Rufio says to Peter all grown-ups are pirates and I just went all goosebumps and it was just like uh. oh god. Yeah. I just it was it, it there was there was there was an interesting lens here where like certainly there is a bit of that like Lord of the Flies thing. But I also, and I haven't even seen this movie, but I kept thinking of that movie Kids. Yeah. That like, right? Where it's just like, oh, they're just these like lost kids like in this, you know, re- replace Neverland with New York City um and like replace, you know, uh, AIDS and drug addiction and teen pregnancy with, you know, food fights. But like there was that, just that sad narrative of like, yeah, but they are literally just like, lost in this fantasy yeah. world you well
0: know? The, uh, the oh god i went on like this long kind of like rant uh in my head of watching it but like just the the, the concept of them right they're people who are abandoned by or abandon their families runaways mm-hmm. right rejects orphans they had to create their own lives and narratives and protect each other right they're imagining food uh these are people that don't trust the system because the system failed them
1: I mean that's kind of the yeah, it's the sad underbelly of it is like we're 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 kind of witnessing a similar like it's it's kind of like this is season four of Yellow Jackets. You know, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like they have developed a community and they've developed a hierarchy sure. and they've figured out a way to survive. Um, the
0: positive side of it though, because I you know, I want to keep this positive, is that that they they did find each other and they did create you know their own rules and and morals and worlds and uh, customs and things like that and language and signs and things like that and mission right they they did find each other and it's a beautiful world and oh god don't get me started on the sets for this movie that's the other nostalgic part of this movie but like. The whole world of the Lost Boys and and that beautiful landscape that they live in that they created is I I think like the positive side of it like they're actually doing fine.
1: I mean, they are they're they are doing fine. Like it's they're not you know the, it it is reminiscent of a movie that I used. To, I feel like I. I don't know why, but I used to see all the time as a kid, but Swiss Family Robinson. Uh huh. Yeah. Where it, have you ever, have you seen that? Where they're like, the no, family I gets know about up. it. And yeah. I was in The
0: Grass Harp, and so it was always referenced when we were uh, uh, kind of like researching The Grass Harp, because that's about a family that like leaves to go live in a treehouse. You know, it's it's very similar. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And that was one of the things that when I was a kid watching that I was always. I'd always marvel at. I should watch that movie again. But the once they finally got their whole elaborate treehouse set up, I was like, "Wow, they've got it all figured out. They got a way to transport water. They got a they got stairs. You know, she's got kids. You know, like it was (laughs) that sense of like you've made a home out of this. You know, yeah.
0: There's an an elaborate what was that like runway for Rufio to get around. There's Mm -hmm. uh, all these pulleys and vines and. Uh, the sleeping beds and oh god yeah it's it's a whole world it's a whole microcosm it's like it reminds me of avatar it reminds me of wakanda it's just like it's just a a, a society that decided to be separated from society out of necessity
1: and it's really what you want the rainforest cafe to be <laughs> you know <laughs> but obviously you're in the hallway of the mall near the salon, and, uh, you know, <laughs> you're having a barbecue chicken pizza, you know? Oh,
0: God, yeah. This movie had so much impact. I watched it twice. Uh, it's a it's a pretty long movie, um, and I will say I dozed off a couple of times just because it's so relaxing, and the music, John Williams, just, you know, it's, it's one of those scores that just calms you, so...
1: It's such a familiar John Williams score. You could hear, you know, Indiana Jones and in that. Uh-huh. You can hear Jurassic Park. Yep. You can hear the John Williamsness of it. I will say in the beginning, like the music during the scenes when they were home, um, there was some like really like cheesy early Hans Zimmer kind of music. Uh. But, and that, to the point where I was like, who is doing this music? But then, like, then it kicked in. I was like, oh, this is so John Williams. Oh
0: god, the pirate theme. Bah, 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 bah. Mm-hmm. Oh, So good. So good. I love the uh the Lost Boys. What am I hearing? Bum bum uh-huh. oh, yep. So good. Yep. Yeah. Uh I love the 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 training sequence with Peter, that music. Uh, the chant that they were doing. Uh, now your lips are to blue. Now your lips are turning blue. Uh, it, it got a train, got a train in the rain, in the rain. Uh-huh. Oh, there's so many little like earworms uh, that come out from the music and the rhythm of the movie.
1: And that kind of like early '90s montage, or even you can even go into the late '80s. Like I'm thinking of like I, the first thing I think of is Troop Beverly Hills. Sure. But, like, you know, I, I, I'm sure all of those camp movies, heavyweights and bushwhacked and then little giants, like, I feel like all of those movies had a fun training, getting your shit together montage, you know?
0: That's like, uh, don't tell mom the baby suit. So yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And it always comes about, like, in the third act of the movie, and you know, like, all right, now it's happening. And I, oh, I crave that. I just, I mean, obviously, A League of Their Own is the queen of the montage, but, mm. um, but I feel like children's movies have these, and you know it's the beat of, oh, things are working out. We're Now, now the wheels have hit the track, you know? You know
0: what was an interesting part of Hook that kind of ties back to how we started this discussion? But uh, during that training montage is kind of understanding Rufio and watching Rufio react and Rufio kind of be the lost boy. Uh, you know, he's not the leader when Peter starts to take over. And, uh, you know, there's a resistance there. There's this, like, you know, kind of a hatred, right? Because he's, I think he's seeing him as a father figure, right? And he's angry about it. Uh, And he he doesn't trust him at all. Um, And then we find out at the end of the movie, which just makes it even more heartbreaking, right? He's like, yeah, I think I I, I really wish I had a father like you. Uh, And you kind of understand that dynamic, but only in his last moments.
1: Right, I mean, I think throughout, you know, w- once we get to the way this is just so gay that Rufio is the mean gate, the mean <laughs> gatekeeping gay. You know, he's such a fucking gatekeeper. Yes, and yes. you know, he's like Sandra someone... married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and then you know, but then you you get to the heart of the matter, and it's like, oh you're rejecting me because I'm representing something that you are, that rejected you. Yeah. And that you're now threatened by. And I just, I saw that throughout that like, yeah, I mean, Peter Pan syndrome is no, it's nothing new. And like, you know, gay men being lost boys is not necessarily a new topic, but I, I kind of swam in that while watching this. And Rufio stands out as being the, like the queen bee of that group Uh who just like withholds because it gives her some kind of power.
0: Yeah, and uh, and goes along to get along because you know I don't know why, but th- there's that idea like when he's training him how to fight, right? There mm-hmm. is a sense that Rufio wants to help, right? There is a soul in there. He just can't talk about it. He doesn't have the mm-hmm. he doesn't have the skills.
1: Yeah, I think there's like it's that complicated thing where it's like he doesn't want Peter out, you know? It's like but I still want you here, right, you know? Right? But I can't show that, and so it is that kind of like weird thing of like. You know, well, I'm going to help you because, you know, I don't want you to be an embarrassment. You know what I mean? Someone puts uh-huh. that kind of like spin on something so they can do something nice for you, you know?
0: You're dead, jolly man. Ugh, I love that part.
1: Ugh, <laughs> uh, I just, I was so surprised. And I thought, oh, well, Tinkerbell's going to bring Rufio back to life. And then, like, no, oh. this is just another Thomas J. of many people's childhoods. You, you know? know,
0: I it was a problem with the movie, actually. There was no. Like, Rufio dies, and there's no... Like, his body just lays there. Like, what happens uh-huh. to his body? What? Nobody kind of mourns him. They're just like, oh, Peter, don't leave. It's like, guys, Rufio's dead. Right, right. bang a Shut the fuck up. Don't bang-a-rang. He's dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. How about a moment of silence, you know? Yeah, that's true. They really don't mourn Rufio at all.
0: Oh, oh God. Looky, mm. looky. He got
1: hookied. Yeah. He did get hookied. He did get hookied. Um, I feel like anybody listening knows the story of Hook, but I actually had no idea going in what was going to happen. I knew really? that things were all good. I just yeah, we just went in kind of blind of oh like, my well, God. my only memory of this movie was – When I was a kid, there was a pool club that we went to, which makes us sound bougier than we were, but it was the Grand Centaurians in like somewhere in New Jersey, Google it, but it was a big part of my childhood and for some reason they had a movie night in the kind of like the area of the club, I guess, where they'd have like maybe nicer dinners sometimes. And I don't know why all that happened, but yeah, there was a movie night and they showed us hook and um, I don't know what my mom was doing. I don't know where she was. Maybe they were swimming. Maybe it was an adult swim. But I, I just remember as if it was like me watching somebody else. I just remember. I know that that experience happened. Um, oh. But going in now, I had no idea uh, that yes, that that uh, Robin Williams plays the adult Peter Pan, and his kids get kidnapped and taken to Neverland by Captain gotta, Hook by by Queen Captain yes, Hook
0: by faggoty faggot uh, Captain
1: yes. James Hook. <laughs> Captain James Pepper LaBeija Hook <laughs> comes in and takes the children away. <laughs> uh, she doesn't slay. She slices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you slice or were you sliced? Oprah would ask. <laughs> She's um,
0: always looking out for pirate booty, Mary.
1: <laughs> well, if you want to talk about Smee, we can. Oh, I mean, my
0: God. Smee all over me. Oh, Oh, Jesus. Uh, well, one of his the things first that I love is only mate his, fir-
1: his only mate. Well, I read on IMDb that Dustin Hoffman and Bob Hoskins basically identified, oh, Hook and Smee are gay. Yeah. These are two old queens, yeah. and so they started really kind of leaning into that dynamic. Um, and I love that. I love that. Like, I mean, anyone you know, anyone you know with with two eyes on on their head can see that Captain Hook is very gay. But I love that there's some truth to the performance as well.
0: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp
1: So, I don't know about you, but I am no stranger to ordering furniture off the internet that you must then assemble at home
0: Oh, Mary, I have a dresser story I don't even want to get into
1: My favorite part of the whole experience, besides the guttural screaming, is the instructions that often require cracking the Da Vinci Code to figure out how the drawers go in
0: Or what if, say, the bottom
1: drawer goes in and just never comes out And that's if you're lucky to get instructions at all. But luckily, we're not here to talk about the perils of ordering furniture off the internet.
0: No, ma'am, but we are here to talk about getting stuck.
1: We've all felt like that bottom drawer, whether you're changing jobs, starting a new family, or you're just not sure what you wanna do next.
0: While there may be no user manual to navigating life, therapy is about as close as you're gonna get to understanding why you feel the way you do and how you can get
1: unstuck. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. Plus, it's affordable.
0: Just fill out a brief questionnaire to match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. It couldn't be simpler.
1: No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist.
0: Learn more and save 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash AllRightMary.
1: That's betterhealth h e l p dot slash all right Mary. All right, Mary.
0: Do you wanna do you wanna start for the movie, the beginning of the movie, and kind of go through how do you wanna how do you wanna talk about this film? This, this sure. American film. I mean,
1: I've got I've got some notes throughout, but you know, and then some some themes that have come up, so I don't sure. have like recap notes, but yeah. if you wanna take us through, I can certainly uh, weigh in at many points.
0: Well, what's interesting about the movie is we don't know it's a Christmas movie at the start because it doesn't it's warm where they are. Right. It's like, you know, like California, California. probably,
1: you know, Steven Spielberg's California. Yeah.
0: On you know, the first one of the first scenes, uh, actually, the first scene is the the Peter Pan play. Right. Uh, And I remember this was kind of, I think, what got us talking about Hook Mary. But. Talking about the past Peter Pans and how they're all drag kings, right? You have Mary Martin, Kathy Rigby, Sandy Duncan uh, playing Peter Pan. Sandy Duncan
1: did it with one eye. (laughs) Yeah. How do you like that?
0: Uh, There's also plenty of TikToks and Vines and memes and whatever of disastrous Peter Pan plays.
1: Oh, yeah, the, the you know, the Peter crashing through the window and, and being you know, all of the hello, Wizard One, yes. yeah, right, right. Um, <laughs> oh, the one I'm thinking of because there's also the the Wizard of Oz one where Toto runs uh, off the stage, the yeah. poor little
0: puppy. Oh, yeah, he was okay, uh, he, he was, was all okay, right, dude, sure. Yeah. Um, but no, the Peter Pan, uh, kind of meme, I think, is uh, very interesting, but yeah, it starts out. Uh, with that kind of trope uh, they put us in that world um, you know you have the the teacher mouthing the words right it's it feels very 90s to have a school play
1: well it's like it's funny we just did the preacher's wife where there was kind of yes. a very similar situation and there was waiting you know, for guffman <laughs> waiting for guffman but certainly like we just saw whitney being the choir teacher for kids doing a little sure. production you know at a church yeah and um but yeah, Waiting for Guffman is basically a children's play. Right. Uh right. You know, You've so, got yeah, Mail didn't I... have
0: any children's productions in it, did it?
1: Uh it had it had the little girl Annabelle singing tomorrow. Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah. god. I so... can't wait to talk about the singing of this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Gosh. Yeah. I yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From from miniaturized Denise Richards over there. <laughs> didn't she look like little <laughs> a little Denise Rich? <laughs> yeah. Like, what are those? Those little, like, bobblehead dolls, but a, but Kim, Denise Richards, uh, yeah. or the,
0: the, like, the filter that you put on people to make them look like toddlers, yeah. Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. she's just
1: a, a baby filter, Denise Richards, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, the, the scene that I do want to talk about uh, that was at the start of this movie is the baseball game scene. Um, just the idea of dads and baseball games, um, but one part in particular that I wonder if it pinged for you, but the disappointed coach...
1: Oh, I don't maybe I didn't notice, you know, because I was still, you know, so oh, fresh in the movie. Okay. But I, I I think I saw him, but it didn't it didn't register of like, oh, you know, it, it when it's one of those things like on the fifth time, you're like, oh, and the, oh, coach. the coach, you know what I mean?
0: Well, so the little boy from What About Bob and Dick Tracy, he strikes out and there's this, you know, it's all leading up to it. Like the, the crowd of the coach is like, come on, Jack, you got this, Jack, you got this, Jack. And, you know, he strikes out. His kids do right, uh, and mm-hmm. then they they show the coach, and he can't even hide his fucking disappointment.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, you know it's uh, and and that's so true to life though because people take that Ugh. that level of baseball so seriously. There's so many screaming parents and <laughs> these are
0: kids. It's just yeah,
1: eight year olds who are just like, I'm sorry, uh, but yeah. And the kid is played by Charlie Corzmo. Oh who, right, uh, yes, yeah, yes. Uh, and but you know there was something about how this was there it was called like the Santa spree and there was a sign in the background so oh, they I they tried to this. kind of yeah. subtly place that this was you know Christmas time you know a Christmas time playoff or something uh-huh. so there was but otherwise it doesn't look like Christmas at all
0: yeah it was it was odd uh, and obviously you know the dad can't come to the game he sends a henchman to videotape it and. All of that with uh, a
1: camcorder, with a
0: camcorder, in uh, a Volvo, uh, yeah. with no air so conditioning, put food on the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, um, yeah. but the the idea being, you know, dads who disappoint their sons, as opposed to the other way around, right? Because this very well could have be could have been a scene where the dad is disappointed by, much like the coach being disappointed by the son, but. It's really everybody's disappointed in Rob Williams for not being a, you know, a supportive father. Uh, And I just think that's an interesting dynamic to set up the movie that like it. We're actually looking at the dad. It doesn't matter that he struck out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's funny how I'm thinking about Mrs. Doubtfire and I'm thinking about yeah. Daniel, and I'm thinking about like that. It, it's it's actually an interesting connection, right? Where like Daniel has to become Mrs. Doubtfire to become a better father, and in this one, Peter has to be re become Peter Pan to become a better father.
0: Yeah, he has to reconnect with that that part of him mm-hmm. because he's just this yeah. this pirate, uh, as Grandma Wendy points out later. Um, we get a scene in an airplane, which I think is always funny in the '90s. There's just so much legroom and the red. Seats. Oh, it's so much
1: headspace, and uh, and it's a Pan Am flight. Oh and, god, you know, <laughs> yeah. rest in peace, Pan Am. Yeah. Pan
0: Am flight, and it's you can see the stick, uh, kind of holding the airplane up. Uh, yeah, yeah, the green screen. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just uh, one of those charming '90s shots. Um, and there's a there's thunderstorm, right? They're yeah. they're they're in the clouds, and there's a thunderstorm. I'm like, that wouldn't happen, right?
1: I don't, yeah, I that I can't I can't uh, attest to, but uh, the '90s were different. Things were different in the '90s. Climate change, maybe think that doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. <laughs>
0: it's always something.
1: It's always something, <laughs> right? Maybe that was an ozone thing. Remember the you ozone layer was a thing? Yeah. Yeah, I used to have, fly right through a thunderstorm, you know. Sorry.
0: Uh, I had to uh, uh, mute my mic for a second. Um, yes, yeah, so we get to London and Mary. I'm wondering. I was thinking about this when I was watching it. Would Colin play Grandma Wendy or would Colin play that screaming woman?
1: <laughs> the the fact that... The thing is, what shocks me is that you're calling her that screaming woman. I knew you would not, do this. Yes. And you're not. I mean, like, <laughs> first of all, yes, I'd play Liza because I need to be able to have the line. The children I'm were screaming. screaming. Like, they were thrown, screaming. thrown against the wall. <laughs> they were screaming. They were screaming. But also because I need to honor queen made a gillespie uh-huh. in one of her few other film roles she died like right after this movie no way yeah she died in like 92 so but wait a
0: minute when was when oh when was she, well, when, that's... when did she film
1: she she well nine she did like actually league of their own was her last movie I t- it was actually no a league of their own was her last movie in 92 she filmed that uh And actually, between Hook and A League of Their Own, uh, what's her snakes? Liza Cronin. That was her busiest time. She was... uh, Let's see. She did Hook, and then she appeared in a couple TV episodes with Beethoven, House Sitter, and then A League of Their Own. What is her full name again? Her full name is Laurel Cronin. Laurel Cronin. C-R-O-N-I-N. Her IMDb picture is exactly what I would look like in drag. I think it's... um,
0: And she was in Beethoven. Oh, my God. And she was in Beethoven. She worked for two years and made four films.
1: She was in House Sitter. She worked with Robin Williams. She worked with Steve Martin. She worked with Goldie Hawn. She worked with Charles Grodin. Was Mary Steenburgen in in Beethoven? She probably worked with her, too. I think so, yeah. Jesus Christ. No, it wasn't Mary Steenburgen. It was was Bonnie Hunt. It was Bonnie Hunt. She worked with Bonnie Hunt. Oliver Platt and Stanley Tucci
0: were also in Beethoven, Mary. Holy crap. And
1: Patricia Heaton, for that matter. Oh,
0: you can't forget about Patty.
1: No, can't forget about Patty. No,
0: Justin gordon we Levitt was in it too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh well, no! Don't forget about Joseph. Jo- Joey, yeah, Joey. Yeah, Joey. <laughs> Joey and Patty. Jo- Joey and Patty. Uh,
0: so yes, uh, where were we? Oh, Hook. Yes. So you would you would play Laure- you would play her.
1: I would play her. You would play. Hold on. Let me. I know exactly who I would play. You can't be a boy. I know. Uh, I mean, I feel like. Mm, okay. Ooh, hold on. Give me a chance because I it's a very small feature. I role. know, that's the thing. It's okay. I, you're not you're not Tinkerbell. I know that. Um I'm gonna give you a hint and it, please, it's Please, because then I'm gonna know. Okay.
0: The hint is Batman Returns. Which is a really random hint, but I'm wondering if you can make that connection.
1: Batman returns, that would be like a catwoman. No. Kind of. Okay. No, that's not. Ca- it's a bad All right. Hint. Well, you have to give it to me. All right. Bad hint. I'm gonna. It's pl- a bad hint. I will play
0: the woman who, like, has those like orgasmic sounds as she's taking off Hook's hook to put on the
1: glove. <gasps> oh, I knew that. I just forgot about her. No, you're the wench.
0: I'm the wench, and she. The reason I say Batman returns is because she looks like. The woman with the poodle from Batman
1: Returns. Oh, that's I would have never. But if I <laughs> if I really had a chance, because the there there are prostitutes in here. Uh, her th- name is as,
0: Drusilla in Captain Hook, I believe, or in Hook, I believe.
1: Yeah. Oh, she has a name. Oh, that's great. Yeah. All right, let's see. Let's find out who this woman is that you're playing. Uh, you're not Thud Butt. No, you know what? They don't they don't give her a name on IMDb. Oh. That's really a shame. Yeah. Well, uh, great. I'm glad we identified that. Uh, oh, you want to see if the coach is still alive? Let's see if the coach is still alive. What are your bets? The coach? Uh, coach.
0: Yeah, he's still alive.
1: Yeah, he's still alive. He's still alive and uh, hasn't been working for the past few years. That's, but all, right. that's, that's all right. That's all right. That's what happened. So he was not for your consideration.
0: Oh, and I did consider him.
1: And he was in a mighty wind. So oh, I Oh, he's guess in that crew, okay. He, yeah, I wonder if he was in he was in Best In Show. He was one one of Winky's party guests. Oh, no wonder you loved him. Mary That's
0: why Ma- that's why it works he was- that's why he's one of the yeah. He's
1: one of the councilmen in Waiting for Guffman. I want to know
0: where they make the Philly cream cheese or the light cream cheese. I want to know where they make like the cheese. light cream cheese. <laughs> I want to know where they make like the
1: light cream cheese.
0: Mary, he was in
1: Waiting for Guffman.
0: Okay, I know exactly who he is. Yes, yes. No, you're right. He's, so he's a no main wonder. player. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: yeah, so no wonder. No one. He was also in one episode of The Scarecrow and Mrs. King, but I don't know if you'd know that. No, I don't know that one. Okay, well, you know.
0: Um So, uh, I guess we're, you know, we're talking about Laurel, uh, but we should also be talking about Matriot alum Maggie Smith. What is Uh it about Maggie Smith where, in 1991, she was playing 80-year-old women?
1: Like, Oh, yeah, right. They aged her up significantly, but, like, it is interesting that instead of, like, I don't wonder who else was, like, age-appropriate, so to speak, at that point, versus getting Maggie Smith.
0: because. I feel like she's only been playing 80-year-old women since the 90s. Because I think of, uh, yeah, she's in Sister yeah. Act, she kind of plays the same age, and it's just like, God, like, cut her a break. And then she was in the Harry Potter movies in the 2000s, mm-hmm. looking younger than Grandma Wendy.
1: Yeah, because she was like in her 50s, when I think, when they made this. So they aged her up considerably. Wow. So I think... Wow. That, you know uh, What
0: a time for actresses in Hollywood It's like, oh, you're 50? You could play 80
1: You could play <laughs> 80, you know I mean, it's uh, like Oh, what if It'd be interesting if they got someone like Olivia de Havilland Or something like that Who mm. still wouldn't have been 80 in 1991 But but would have been a little more age appropriate
0: Yeah uh, Just somebody a little bit older It's just, oh god uh, Wild Anyway, Maggie Smith is fabulous She's not in this movie for the most part, right? She's in it for the first third of the movie, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, but definitely has an impact, uh, definitely is like adorable with the kids. Uh, she gets that kind of fainting moment uh, that I think is kind of a trope in movies, right? Where you have a crowd or a room full of people clapping for you and, you know, everything goes kind of blurry and then you faint, right? I feel like that happens in so many movies
1: yeah yeah I, I in the 90s in particular I feel like I would I would love to see a montage of people fainting in movies in the 90s
0: yeah but like to a crowd of people I think of uh Peggy Sue got yeah. married
1: right uh-huh and and then you get the, from the crowd that you yeah. know, the, the collective <laughs> Whoa! in the crowd uh, oh my god uh, oh my god by the way I would love to do Peggy Sue Got Married sometime. Yes. I love that movie. That's
0: uh, like a, one of those movies that I watched so much as a kid, but I was so young that I yeah. don't really remember what things were. But I do remember she sings really loud, My Country Tis of Thee, and somebody goes,
1: Peggy Sue. <laughs> right, because she's just so pr- she's so exuberant at that moment. <laughs> um, and obviously the scene with her grandmother on the phone, it just is – Oh, like I, don't I remember it. I don't remember. Oh, it's it. when it's the it's the day that she when she first comes back and she comes home, you know, comes home from school and she's talking to her mother, played by Barbara Harris. Oh my God! Barbara <laughs> Harris playing her mother, and then the phone rings and it's her grandmother who obviously has been dead, and yeah. so Peggy Sue just has this moment of like grandma, and she gets really oh, emotional wow. and like can't keep going, and she has this great scene with her mother on the stairs and. It's my favorite scene in so many movies, but I would love to do Peggy Sue Got Married.
0: That's with Nicolas Cage, right?
1: Yeah, which who I, I'm like, jury's still out if I'm excited to see him in this. Okay. But uh, it's got, you know, Catherine Hicks plays her best friend. Katie I Hicks, love, a little, love her. Little Katie Hicks. I love a little Katie Hicks, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> love that Katie.
1: And um, Joan Allen, I think, is in it. No.
0: Yeah, <gasps> I think it's Joan Allen in oh. a small
1: role. It's, um... Okay, let's see. Kathleen can...
0: Turner is oh, she is such an interesting career.
1: Yeah, and she's in something new now. She's like in in some sort of matriarch role in something. Okay, and uh, you know, looking looking like you don't want to fuck with her. You know, <laughs> I love it. I love how Kathleen Turner is like oh, I she she has taken the place of Michael Clark Duncan. You know what I mean in terms of intimidating Hollywood actors. <laughs> 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 she
0: walks in the restaurant There's a hush Yeah oh, Exactly
1: Is that The Rock? No, it's Kathleen Turner Oh, it's <laughs> Kathy Turner It's Kathy <laughs> Turner Get out of her seat <laughs> Oh, I love
0: her I fucking I love, love her. her Okay, put that on a list uh, But back yeah. to Maggie Smith uh, The the line reading I think there's so much from this movie That was in the trailer That just sticks with me. Right. Because, you know, back in the 90s, they would just show the trailer over and over on television. If you watch a lot of TV and her line reading of Peter, you've become a pirate, just sticks with me as calling a lawyer a pirate. I. Oh, now as an adult, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this movie really kind of said something.
1: Yeah, and I love that about, you know, when there's a movie that you know, like, especially as a kid from the 30-second TV spot, and there's just, like, lines that just became rattles, and now hearing them in context as an adult, it's like, oh, this is so much more than, like, what I had reduced it to in my mind, you know what I mean? Like, she's saying something. She's saying uh, something, for sure, yeah. And this movie certainly is, uh yeah, it, it's definitely was saying a lot more than i was expecting but then like halfway through i was like well maybe i should have been expecting this because it is steven spielberg and it is a two and a half hour movie so they got to say something you know
0: yeah mary the god the the set decorations for this house it's just as iconic in my mind as home alone
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. The I mean, beds in
0: the bedroom, the wallpaper, Grandma wallpaper. Wendy's room, uh, just, you know, the downstairs area with Tootles, that wacky man. Uh, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> tootles. Special Tootles. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Who was, you know, formerly a lost boy. Uh, he's in the original Peter Pan. I don't know if you know that.
1: That actor? Is no, the not the
0: actor, that character.
1: Oh, I see. Toodles is a uh, yes, yes. He's an original character. I yeah. did see that the trivia. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, this this little segment before they you know go away for Wendy's you know orphanage award or whatever, uh, we get another scene that kind of made the hair on my head go up. But because uh, I guess it it impacted me as a kid, and I think it's worth reflecting on. But dads yelling at their kids.
1: Hmm. Yeah, and well, and and the the Venn diagram with phone acting, oh, there's the overlap of yelling at your kids while you're on the phone. Yes, you know?
0: but the impact of it being so much, I, I guess, like it feels more abusive than when your mom does it.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it was a really smart nuance to have Jack immediately apologize. Oh, oh,
0: very exactly what I'm going for. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I I knew exactly what that was versus like when your mom yells at you, it's kind of like, you know, I think it's the difference between like if you yell at a dog, it'll like you know the the ears go flat and the eyes get uh-huh. really sunk in you yell at a cat it just runs away He's like ha ha, gotcha right, you know like right. it just says the marco like you know don't care uh you know uh long tail don't care and i feel like that's what it is with dads and moms where it's like when your mom yells at you you just run away but when your dad yells at you it's like oh shit yeah oh tail okay. between the legs like tail what, between the legs like, are you gonna yeah. hit me next right yeah yeah there was right, like a threat whereas, there yeah, mom's just going to like snap at the air at you. you yes, know? yes.
0: Or like try to hit you with the phone,
1: in my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and you think about like that John Roberts video, the phone call, and how that there's so many moments of the mom just being like, stop it, you know, uh-huh. while she's on the phone. Uh-huh. And it's like, if you made that video about a dad on the phone, it would be so much less funny.
0: Oh, no. It was, yeah. This scene, oh, God, it gave me the shivers because it's like, God, when the dad yells. What's what happens next is often you can't show in a PG movie, you know.
1: Oh, like just the you know the the meltdown, the ensuing meltdown. Uh-huh.
0: Well, j- yeah, that like, yeah, I mean, oof, God, I, yeah, it did not. It, it, it's just different. It hits different, and uh, because you know that, like, yeah, he's like, I'm on the phone call of my life, right? He says that like there's there's a higher stakes there, and it almost feels higher than your relationship with him, you know?
1: Oh, I mean that I can speak to firsthand. <laughs> like that is like most of my memories of my father is him on the phone. He was always oh. on the fucking phone. Oh, like, that's my this? mom,
0: not my dad. Interesting.
1: I mean, my mom would be on the phone, like, you know, with her friend or a sister or whatever, but my dad was always, it was always work stuff. And it was just, I mean, my mom was like at appropriate times. Like if she's, you know at at home and she's on the phone with her sister or her mom or whatever but like my dad it was just like constant and it was just we're in the car and it's just like he's just on the phone and i'm just sitting here wow. or you know we're having dinner and now the phone rings like you know or he's just always working and so there was an element of this that also like at first didn't fully register to me So i was like well yeah i mean he's on the phone it's work he's busy <laughs> you gotta be quiet you know? kids yeah, shut up! Yeah, yeah. shut up! Uh, yeah. Why, why don't you go see if you can get past the you know parental controls on AOL? You know, that's what I did.
0: Yeah, <laughs> great, great. Yeah, I mean, it's it's why I don't know so many gay boys just escaped to chat rooms on the internet because it was a quiet activity.
1: Uh, yep. we had yeah, we can bond with
0: other people. You know. Oh God! Uh, no, my dad. The thing was is that when he came home from work, you know, around seven or eight, he would eat dinner and then he would retire up to his room and if you bothered him you heard about it
1: mhm yeah yeah there's some uh, suddenly there's eggshells in the house that you have to be walking on exactly
0: yes exactly uh anyway uh then obviously uh if we're going back to hook here in this narrative you get colin's scene
1: uh oh my scene it I was get... so
0: good i just i snapped at the screen uh, <laughs>
1: The children were screaming. The, the children, children were screaming. screaming. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I love that she, you know, not to jump to the end, but I love that she does at least get to be in the last scene. But, like, one of my big complaints was, like, why wasn't she on the balcony with the other main characters watching Toodles fly away? Oh, why did she stand inside? And my decision was she's afraid of heights, you know? And it's like, I'm because I, I wouldn't go stand out there and watch Toodles fly away. <laughs> so being meta about it as Liza, I would, I'd stay inside, you know?
0: So, uh, yeah, I get that. Uh, I guess my question for this scene is, I wonder if you picked up on this, did Captain Hook come through the front door or did he come through the window? Because we saw the windows blow open, but yeah, we also then saw the evidence that like there was a, a breaking and entering
1: Mm-hmm. and then
0: you know the the hook up the stairwell and uh, your dick is you're sorry your hook is going to make me come uh,
1: <laughs> which we said before we started recording so nobody knows why yeah I'm so sad. i love that no one knows where that reference <laughs> is, but don't. i don't think you should cut it no, i think no, you it's should fine. leave it your hook like is going to make, make me come your hook <laughs> is going to make me come <laughs> and
0: and it did uh he, he took those kids uh, but yeah did he come through the front door or <laughs> the, the window
1: i i maybe he Came in through the front door and flew out the window. Because I think, I think what I slash Liza say is that the door was he came in and then locked the door and she couldn't get in. Mm. I think that's or we see evidence of him coming in, but then she says that then the door was locked and so and the children were screaming. Yeah, and the children were screaming. I guess maybe it was both
0: from both ends, right? So there were people there that helped. Hook steal the kids, right? He didn't just do it alone.
1: Probably, maybe Smee came as well. You know, Uh, Smee came a lot. I'm sure he, you know, if I have anything to say about it, Smee's going to come as many times as he possibly can. Yeah, till there's fairy dust coming out of his peepee. You know, till his wiener is just coughing out IOU notes. So many
0: happy thoughts right now, Mary. I am flying. Oh
1: yeah, I'm flying right between those cheeks. Yeah.
0: Whew. uh but yeah so okay all right are, this kind of narrative makes sense he comes through the front door goes up the stairs uh and the kids are already kind of wrapped up and they lo- he locks the door and he leaves the you know the the, the 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 dagger with the note and then flies out the window
1: somehow yeah i i'm I'm gonna say let's go with that okay but uh I did like that I I appreciated the little detail of that the the little hook on the window on the you know was a yeah. little hook. Mm-hmm. I thought that was like oh that's cute. I love that little, little wink wink. There's
0: uh, the whole nursery was decorated with Peter Pan kind of memorabilia. Uh it was I don't know it was very clever um, the set Mm. um and you know the the what do you call those four post beds what do you what do you call those four post beds poster bed poster yeah. bed what's the canopy bed is that what it canopy yeah, bed canopy, canopy bed, bed. Yeah. yeah um yeah that whole nursery uh, the the coziness of building a fort in the middle um you know all of that uh nice but anyway it didn't last long cuz those kids yeah,
1: taken. sorry kids, you know, uh, and then, you know, I, is this the point when we're introduced to Best Supporting Tinkerbell? <laughs> it is, yeah. Because we haven't talked about Tinkerbell yet. We and... have
0: not. We, 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 There is a great scene between Wendy and Peter, and Peter kind of like acts like Wendy is a little nuts. Um, and we get some good acting from Maggie Smith, and uh, Peter, don't you know who you are? There's this whole... God there was this whole little moment on the bed that I thought Wendy was gonna kiss Peter
1: okay I that's what I want to talk about at one point Wendy and Peter were about to kiss and I was like oh no <laughs> oh you call her granny you know like it's not like you call her daddy you know what I mean like then we could get together with it you know
0: oh yeah there was uh there was <laughs> something going on on that bed I mean hey, the heat was there back in the day. She must still feel it. He forgot about it because, you know, he's he forgot he was Peter Pan. But she still yeah. remembers. She still knows that, that Peter was a stud.
1: Yeah. He was. He You know, he, he looked like Kathy Rigby. And, <laughs> he, looked uh, like and he looked like Sandy Duncan. He looked like Sandy Duncan with two eyes. You know, so we knew it wasn't Sandy. Uh, he's got uh, a crow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see the tights on that one? Yeah. Uh she sewed and a she, shadow on, for God's sake. yeah. For God's sake. And she looked like Gwyneth Paltrow. So, I mean...
0: Peter!
1: <laughs> Peter! Oh, I can't wait to talk about that moment. All right. So,
0: yes, Tinkerbell. Best supporting Tinkerbell. Mary, here's my thesis on Tinkerbell in this movie. Uh, and I, I... It's iconic and wonderful, and I celebrate her being in this movie, but I feel like Julie Roberts was terribly miscast.
1: Well... A, a yes, I agree. B I from what I've read, she was also terrible to work with, <laughs> and was very difficult. And at one point, like uh, pulled a little runaway bride before she was in Runaway Bride, and like disappeared to Ireland after calling off her wedding to somebody. Oh, um, okay. And so, and apparently, like I read something else about her, like being in the hospital for nervous ex- exhaustion, and I guess she really struggled with working like alone and on, on green screens, screens the whole time yeah, exactly um because you could tell also, it was
0: not good
1: yeah i mean and that would i remember hearing this about ian mckellen in lord of the rings that he really struggled with um being alone and filming alone so often right because like, it was just like him in front of a green screen so um so i can get that but like come on julia roberts like You've done Mystic Pizza, and you had diabetes and Steel Magnolias. You cannot be this big of a diva just because you have to act in front of a green screen. Was she in Pretty Woman at this point? She must have been. Maybe she was also in Pretty Woman. Let's check.
0: Let's check her. Let's check. Still her stands here. Yeah. Uh, no, still stands. But like, I just want to know, like,
1: yeah, where was she? Because she was yeah. big at this time.
0: Yeah, Pretty Woman was 1990. Mystic Pizza, Steel Magnolias, uh, 88, 89, respectively, and then. Uh, pretty woman was 1990 so yeah this uh, she was a big name it was like oh and julia roberts is gonna play tinkerbell and it's like why did we cast her
1: yeah right i mean she was in sleeping with the enemy and that's another great. oh that movie movie is
0: so good
1: oh i love sleeping with the enemy oh it's such a good movie it's so scary that movie is is really scary I love that the cover of that movie really does show a clip from like the scariest scene when she's in the uh-huh. bathtub and hears the sound downstairs. <gasps>
0: uh. Oh, and what the... do you do? What do you do? Uh. She sees the the towel is gone. Doesn't something happen yeah. with the towel? Yeah.
1: Uh-huh. <sighs> the trailer for that, especially the TV spot, was so scary. Yeah. Uh
0: God. Uh not not fun. It was the same year, sleeping with the enemy as hook. Uh, I don't remember her in Flatliners. Yeah, so this was... I mean, she was just a big name still, right? Yeah, she
1: was big. No, I, she was big, but still. I, I was disappointed to hear that she was uh, difficult to work with, but uh, apparently they called her Tinker Hell on set. <gasps> That's what they said on IMDb, so... Um, <laughs> no!
0: Oh, but like, uh, They're called Wings, Ed. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean... I agree. I think that it it does feel a little bit miscast. I feel like they needed someone. Like the, the weird thing to me was like Tinker had a younger Peter Pan kind of energy, that kind of like howdy doody, oh you just gotta believe uh-huh. kind of vibe. Right. Um, that I I don't know who I would put in that role. I mean, <sighs> I would default to Andrea Martin. <laughs> you <laughs> know, what I want the the
0: the thing with what I would have liked to have seen Tinkerbell in this movie, Tinkerbell, like in the original Disney and in the story, like she was sassy as fuck. Like mm. she was kind of an asshole, right? Like it, 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 in, without a lack of a better word, right? She was kind of an asshole. Um, she loved Peter uh, and she was a fairy. She's sneaky. She's a pixie, right? Like she was, she played jokes, you know, she was yeah. kind of mischievous. And I feel like, It was just so wholesome the way Julia Roberts kind of uh, played the character. I wanted to see a little bit more darkness, a little bit more like, yo, oh, my God. I I don't know. I don't know what I I, – I think that's what I wanted. I wanted a little bit more of a 3D-ness here. Um, Instead, I got like a, a green screen actress or a stage actress.
1: Right. Like, I guess now I'm thinking of, like, Witches of Eastwick-era Michelle Pfeiffer, yeah. you know, and I feel like that could be interesting. Um, I know I'm just thinking of her character in Scrooged, but I have to just name Carol Kane, because oh. I think that'd be really fun to bring that energy to a Tinkerbell. Sure. She already brings such, like, a, a you know, Tinkerbell fairy quality. Mm. Um, you know, I don't, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, that 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 would be... Uh, a curious one of who else would fit this role in
0: 1991? In 91, I mean Shelley Long.
1: <laughs> oh, done, Shelley Long. I mean, like Goldie Hawn. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, Although Shelley yeah. Long
0: probably would have been even worse to work with, right? Wasn't she oh. really hard to work with? Yeah.
1: She would have made Tinker Bell just so like no. It would I love Shelley Long? But she would be not right, right. for the role. Yeah, sure. Totally. Totally. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, we get this. Uh, uh, Another line from the trailer I do not believe in fairies Um, I I also wrote down Second star to the right and straight on till morning Because Mary I believe that was the reference That you didn't know was from Peter Pan
1: Yes that was when we did Drag Race UK season 4 And Pixie. Pixie that was pixie's exit line and i was like oh that was really beautiful that 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 must be a quote from something (laughs) and indeed that is uh and and as we learned peter pan is very important in the uk oh yes mary wendy no she was named after peter pan for god's sake wendy wendy remember wendy from the queen team Wendy, no, no, Wendy, no, Wendy. Wendy was literally named. My God, Wendy was literally named yes. after Wendy. Okay, yeah, so. yeah.
0: No, no, no. Peter Pan is a huge. It's like, oh God, what is the U.S. equivalent? It's, God, it's just one of those stories that is, uh, yeah, just really important. Right. Well, Wizard of Oz, kind of, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like. I feel like they have Peter Pan, and Canada has Anne of Green Gables, uh-huh. and we, we have Annie. We have Annie, you know? <laughs> we have the Wizard
0: of Oz. I think, like, Wizard yeah. of Oz is, like, old, like Peter Pan. Yeah. Peter Pan is very old. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, uh, Tinkerbell, kind of, how did you view Tinkerbell? Was she kind of like the the straight girl hanging around all the gay guys?
1: Well, you know, there is, a, it, as we get into the the fact that Neverland is indeed just like one gay big, club, you know, yeah. gayberhood. Yeah. A gayberhood, big yeah. Gay club, yeah. Um, and Tinkerbell is- <laughs> I'm going yeah, to Jolly Roger
0: tonight. Oh, I'll see you there. Yeah, later. right.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm going to Happy Hour with the Jolly Roger. Um, <laughs> oh, bars bartending tonight, you know? <laughs> All right. Uh. <laughs> yeah, we've got our gay baseball game on Saturday. For sure. You know? For sure. For um, sure. But she is. She is kind of like, in, you know, in all of those shows, you know, a, a, a Tales from the City or Closer or Queer as Folk, whatever. There is, there is you know, the, the female friend. And I feel like who inevitably in, in this scenario uh, falls in love with one of the lost boys, can't help herself. And, yeah, I think that's kind of what Tinkerbell is here. I think that she's also it's like she's also the kind of girl who's like, you know. I'm a fairy and it's like no we're fairies you're like a girl in fairy wings you know
0: <laughs> She she has an important role with the lost boys though because she does kind of keep them together she she calls them out when they need to be called out she keeps them on track in many ways And they don't I, and they yeah. don't take her seriously either in many ways they also don't really take her that seriously uh yeah, if they don't
1: but... need to you know she gets their attention, but certainly, yeah, she's still she's still Tinkerbell. I I do like this character. I do like that she exists in this narrative. But like, I think I think the whole element of her being in love with Peter, I thought was something I didn't see coming. I didn't know that was part of the narrative. Oh, um, yeah, but. Uh, you know yeah. and in my in my fantasy this is updated with one of the lost boys was in love with Peter.
0: Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> I love that for you. Uh yeah. and that's and they all they all love Peter. Uh the uh they all love Harold, you know what I mean? Um yeah, the the, the Tinkerbell in the Disney cartoon is uh hates Wendy because she's jealous of
1: Wendy. Oh, oh all right.
0: Yeah. Huh. She loves huh. Peter. Uh, it's an element that is sometimes involved in retellings of Peter Pan and some that are left out, right? Uh, the love story between Wendy and Peter or Tinkerbell and, and Peter. Uh, they're really close friends. And then sometimes they add in that, like, oh, but she loves him, right? That Will and Graves effect.
1: Right, right. I mean, I just think, like, Tinkerbell, it's like... You would explode if you tried to have sex with him. Like, what do you try? Like, I just think, like, she she could make herself big enough to kiss him. But, like, what if it's like, all right, Peter, I'm going to be full human size for 20 minutes. Let's get to it. But she, like, <laughs> miscounts the time because they don't have clocks in Neverland. Well, and well then,
0: like, he probably only put a thimble in her, so. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. That's, yeah. But even then, that's a lot, you know? Um, um, you
0: know, I, I hear you. I... There is something kind of beautiful about the idea that she can't have him because of the the size difference, right? Uh, and I don't mean that in any kind of innuendo way, but, like, similar to, like, Ariel wanting to be with
1: Eric, right? She, yeah. She can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's unrequited. Right.
0: And that's a tale as all this time between straight girls and, and gay guys.
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that the ultimate resolution for Tinkerbell with that is that I'll always be kind of in basically this non-reality uh-huh. space right. you know uh, loving you yeah. yeah and
0: you know yeah she's 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 still there she's still watching him she's still taking care of him she wants mm-hmm. the best for him right it's tough
1: yeah she's still a good friend yeah um
0: yeah well i there i do have thoughts on that scene um the that the exploding house scene but um We are, in terms of the narrative of this movie, we get introduced to the set of the Jolly Roger and the Doc, and there's just something so old-fashioned now about it, but I miss this.
1: It does feel like, it feels like a set, and I want it to feel like a set. You know, like, I, I think there's kind of an effort in a lot of movies now to kind of create you know because of cgi and whatnot you can put in a lot of detail to create a whole world but i think this is the perfect kind of narrative and movie for all of it to be slightly set like because it, why would it look like reality this is all make-believe this is all, right. you know uh, about you know imagination and what you want to have and like it wouldn't look it wouldn't look fully realistic it would look like a child's imaginary world would look like a set from something they they had watched or had imagined, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, yeah. It, I I think that's what's so important about it. Plus the music, all of the sweeping shots, like the wide shots of everything, and it just looks. Uh, there's a lot of people on the set. You know, it's an actual back lot, and I I don't know that for a fact. I'm just assuming though that it is like an actual back lot where they
1: filmed this. Um, I think it was. Yeah. And oh
0: god, I just uh, it makes me feel so warm and cozy.
1: Well, it's the kind of thing where, like, even though it is a long movie, I was like, oh, I am i have a very comfortable seat. I'm on a Pan Am flight. I've got one of those big red seats. So I can stay in this world for as long as they want to keep me. You Absolutely. Know? Um, uh, especially, especially with old queens like Captain Hook and Smee. Because I think this is where, this is where we, don't we don't really meet, meet Captain Hook until, like, 40 minutes into the movie. Right.
0: Right. Yeah. We don't meet the antagonist until then. We get, you know, hooked. Give us the hook, 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 Uh, and Smee, you know, our heartthrob, Bob Hoskins, uh, is bringing us there, and then Dustin Hoffman is there. Mary, it is very hard to recognize Dustin Hoffman.
1: It's really, this is, I think, such a great, it's such a great performance, and like, I was talking to, we maybe have talked about this before, but my. Just talking with a friend of mine about, like, male diva performances. There's so many, you know, diva performances of, you know, women in really incredible roles. And he was saying, like, what he feels like is one of the great male diva performances is um, the guy in Jaws who's not Rob Scheider or um, uh, uh, Richard Dreyfuss. uh, Robert Shaw. Oh, Robert Shaw. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of a diva performance. And I think that Captain Hook, Dustin Hoffman's Captain Hook is through and through like diva not just that it's over the top but that he is so in it and he's so just like luxuriating and how how ridiculous it is and like Oh. I, I love it. I I think it's such a good committed performance from the teeth to yes, the, yeah, I mean to the wig reveal. Oh I mean god. that was amazing. Oh my god, the wig reveal at the
0: end for sure. Yeah. The mm-hmm. it it's similar to the villain energy of Glenn Close in 101 Dalmatians, right? It's just over the mm. top. He got the he read the room. He knew what to do. He made it just so much better than it needed to be he wasn't necessarily scary but he was scary right but like i don't know there was something kind of buffoonish about him which i appreciated
1: there is that right like he is he is the queen of the castle but then we also see like the scene of him basically like about to kill himself, you know, later (laughs) where, you know, suddenly he's on suicide watch. He's like, I'm going to do it. That's it. He's got the gun to his head. I'm going to kill it. I'm going to kill myself. That's it. I'm going to do it. Like wanting me to stop him. And I love that there was that other side that isn't even played as if he's like, you know, I think of like Dr. Evil, you know, someone who's a villain, who's also kind of ridiculous. It's, it's not an over-the-top ridiculous. We don't have to see that Hook is also very clumsy. You know what I uh-huh, mean. Uh-huh. It's more that he's neurotic, and I think yeah. that's more interesting. Yeah.
0: yeah, the neurotic part, like the living in fear, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I love that. He he has that great line at the end. What would the world be like without Captain Hook? And yeah. the way he was able to deliver that very cheesy line, but with so much earnestness, and then also. Allowing me to, like, think about that. It's like, well, we kind of do need Captain Hook, right?
1: Well, that's kind of how I took it. It was, like, there is that sense of, like, you know, uh, there would be no good days without bad days, you know? And, like, there would be no challenges to overcome without someone like a hook or something like a hook to force you to grow, you know? And, like, that's kind of what I read from that moment. And it was, it was an interesting note before the kind of, like, you know, gotcha after that. I was like, oh, what a... What a weird note to end on of, like, I'm going to let you exist because, because we need villains like you. But that, but in Neverland, you don't need villains. You know, like, I think that that's kind of the interesting delineation is, like, maybe in the real world, but not in Neverland.
0: Yeah, not Neverland. I mean, I will say what's interesting about Captain Hook being opposite the, the dad character, the father character of Peter Pan, is the idea that he... He's kind of a model of why you wouldn't want to grow up, and so without him, the Lost Boys, you know, might be like, oh, well, maybe growing up isn't so bad. But because there is this, just like, no, if you grow up, you become one of the pirates, and they're assholes, and they treat people terribly, and they're selfish, and they steal. Uh, you know what I mean? Like to to have that model of Captain Hook is important, so that we do get the Peter Pans that grow up to be the Peter Bannings.
1: Yeah, they become kind of like cautionary tales. Uh-huh. And I think we it's interesting how that kind of gets explored with Captain Hook basically grooming Jack to become, you know, Jack Hook, right. you know? Um, and, you know, from the gay lens, you know, I saw Jack as kind of this, like, baby gay who comes into this world of Neverland. Sure. And then here's this old queen who, like, uh-huh. takes him under his wing but is, like, teaching him the ways of Neverland from this, like, very cynical bitter place and yes and it's interesting to see like jack is also a he could be playing with the lost boys you know right he could Um, have a great
0: time with them
1: you know yeah and 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 i
0: of learning that way of 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 being without a father right
1: yeah. I mean, yeah. Right. And it's interesting that like for for Jack, it, there's like the unexplored alternative of Jack becoming a lost boy, there is the ultimate narrative of him kind of reconnecting with his father, Peter. But then there's this third option of like, oh, no, you could come become a pirate mm-hmm. like us. Right. You know, right. And you could come be like a, a mean old. Yeah. queen. I'll like teach us, you how to be nasty
0: and, and cynical against the world. You'll mm-hmm. wear jewelry. You'll wear wigs. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You'll be overdressed. You'll have bad taste, right? All that. I
1: mean, he he put, I mean, he basically, Captain Hook was Jack's drag mother. Yes, Mary. He put Jack into Hook drag. Hook drag. And then. And then Jack looked like a swashbuckling Lena Dunham. I mean, it's like spot on Lena Dunham uh, in Ruffles. But there was that sense of like, yes, we have like the mean gatekeeping Rufio, but we kind of know who the Lost Boy is underneath that. But this is a different kind of mean gay. This is Hook. This is a mean old oh, grizzled mean. bitter yeah, gay. Yeah, he's mean. Yeah.
0: He he looks at the, at the twinks. Uh, by the Lost Boys' camp and just wants to eviscerate them. He doesn't want them to yeah. exist. Yeah, he wants well, everything done on his ship. He wants all control. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's like the Lost Boys are like West Hollywood and Captain Hook is on that docked Queen Mary 2 in Long Beach. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my
0: God. He's up in Silver Lake, Mary.
1: <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um but yeah, he's uh and then there's Smee, and then there's his longtime partner Smee, long suffering Smee. Well, um who a great tradition of many villains ultimately ends up betraying uh the ultimate. Uh-huh.
0: Villain. Yeah, I mean, that's what's interesting about the pirates or being a pirate, right? Cuz there is a culture there. They are having a good time essentially. Uh, you know, everybody needs a leader. Every community kind of needs a leader in a way. And some, some leaders are better than others, but like the pirates are living, right? Smee is having a good time. They, they laugh. And and then there's just that one asshole leader who comes in and ruins the party and says, you didn't believe in me. And then, you know, punishes you publicly. Uh, yeah. but puts Glenn close in a box, but, yeah. but Smee, you know, uh, I mean, yeah, they they kidnap the kids, right? Awful. But, like, kids are also insufferable. That's what's so interesting about the scene with uh, Maggie and Jack, and, like, uh, Hook is teaching them, right? And one of the lessons is, like, you know, oh, give me this. I want my puppies. I want my mummies. I want, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. that whole scene. I can't remember the the exact quotes. But he's, I feel like I've heard gay men say that stuff. It's like, you know, your parents kind of, like, they need a break from you. That's why they read your stories. Mm-hmm.
1: Right, right. Because that's what he was like, Oh, you know, I I want my mommy and you know, she reads me stories and that's love and, and you know, Hook is like, Well, she's reading you stories because, you know, she wants to get you you know, she's reading you this nonsense to put you to sleep so that they can get a break from you guys, you know. Right. Um And it's it's a really interesting version of like uh, where you're chosen family now. Like it's a dark take on like we gay people, we get to choose our
0: family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's a it's a very dark take. uh, Yeah, because, yeah, it's he's basically trying to spell out to them like, look, like, see, your father didn't really care that much to save you. Uh, Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm going to brainwash you. They really don't like you. Um, but there, you know, there's, there's a cynical gay talking in there.
1: Oh, I mean, I think, you know, th- the fact that he wears a wig and he wears so much makeup and, and, you know, he has different, you know, very stylized hooks for different, you uh-huh. know, even the fact that when he sleeps, he, he puts a cork, uh, you know, a cork and a, a velvet glove over his hook. And it's like, that's, it's so such a diva vain move, but like this is someone who is just adorning themselves to hide from who they are underneath. Uh-huh. And I think that um Right. He's an old yeah, a mean old man without a mommy. He's a mean old he's a mean old man without a mommy. And I feel like that certainly from the gay illusion is like those when I think of like the bitter mean old queen, I think of somebody who has just you know, has just endured a lot of rejections yep. or a lot of can't frustrations connect. Right. can't connect. And then that connecting point deadens and then it kind of, you know, scars over and it's like there's no room for connection anymore. Right you know the connection um, is
0: I'm going to teach you how to be just like me because I'm the best
1: right right like i in in my you know kind of being rejected by the rest of the world i've then rejected the world and thus decided that this island i live on is the only sovereign nation you know right um right and and the only way to be and um you know it, it's it is i i did feel like watching this the whole time it was like um i don't know i just i just saw gay men i just saw variations of being gay and uh you know uh also the idea of like just wanting to play like just wanting to um use your imagination or like can focus on on positive thoughts Uh it just made me think of like really basic gays who are like i'm just having a good time just going to the beach and i'm just i love to travel i love to hike i love wine like when i think when they say like oh just you know just think positive thoughts and you can exist in neverland it just made me think of like yeah i feel like there's a there's a lot of gaze like that where like I'm just focused on happy hours and you know fashion and but, being with my friends but you know? isn't
0: it such an interesting lesson though because it's okay to visit Neverland but you have to bring Neverland into reality right because you can think happy thoughts you can have those joys you can have those moments where you're just playing or you could go the opposite direction and be like a pirate be jaded against the world right and create your own rules right to, that, that ruin others perspectives on things I just feel like there's that lesson in this movie of, uh, you know, I I, I guess it's like mortality, right? At some point we have to grow up and it's important to keep that inner child, that joy alive.
1: I and that's that was something that I feel like was kind of the evolved gay man of like, well, Uh you. You know, if you want to put it in the Velvet Rage terms, like stage two, stage three, like Lost Boys are all in stage two. Right. And and the pirates think they're in stage three, (laughs) you know, they and and they very much think they're in stage three, but they are in their own variation. They're they're in this like two point five. They're in this kind of other like stage off and, you know, off to the left a little bit. But I feel like Peter at the end when he comes back and he's, you know, uh saying to the guy on the phone he's like yeah I was in Neverland and now I'm about to climb a you know a pipe because because it's Christmas why am I why am I right. climbing a pipe because it's Christmas and I'm gonna see my kids and I don't you know? have any fairy dust left and I don't have any fairy dust left yeah, yeah. and You're I think there's something. <laughs> yeah yeah well right 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 <laughs> exactly <laughs> um that's what's really going on here uh yeah i don't do that stuff anymore um now i do Only when i never land do i do that stuff Only in Neverland, yeah but here now i gotta get back to doing my crossfit so now i'm climbing up gutters you know um gotta get my serotonin back up but i gotta see my my niece and nephew i gotta be gunkle now yep. um but i feel like there is something about that that balance that he's finding you know um, that I guess we're, we're meant to strive for is like, well, you know, you still have connected relationships and you, you know, you still have responsibilities, but like, you also have a perspective on what's important.
0: Yeah. It was a, such a beautiful line at the end of the movie when Mora is like, where have you been? Because she's not just asking, where have you been? She's asking like, oh God, I missed you. I missed this person. Yeah. That.
1: Where has this person been yeah yeah um moira who played by caroline goodall who is is not in a ton of the movie but i do feel like she gets a great moment when the kids come back and she realizes that they're it's not a dream that they're in their beds and uh. she collapses on the floor it's a it's a great crying moment yeah. um but this is not one of spielberg's mom movies this is uh this is a dad movie
0: i i want to talk about a very important scene in this movie uh there you are peter
1: Oh, I wrote that down. There you are, Peter. There you are, Peter. So if
0: we're gonna go to a silly kind of gay illusion, you know, the way that they see that it's Peter is basically by giving him a facelift. Uh, mm-hmm. as m- many yeah. gay men, you know, will use Botox to stay in their Peter Pan selves and stay relevant within the gay community, uh, to be recognized by the gay community. They have to look younger, uh, which, you know, is just very interesting to think yeah, about that to way. To be seen. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the, the, I guess like the, the deeper kind of analysis of this whole moment is the way that these lost boys connect with Peter is by seeing him kind of smile.
1: Mm, yeah, like, and, and that's where they see that he's also back, you yes. know, like, I think, like, they can, they can understand, oh, this is Peter Pan, but like, we don't really believe it till we kind of see the inner child come out, or we really kind of see the sure. the joy come out, yeah, Um Yeah, that was really sweet. And I guess there was also that sense of, like, I was glad that they embraced him. I was like, oh, I don't need this to be like a whole movie where, like, everyone treats him like the way Rufio does, you know? Right. Um, right, right, right. I want to make friends at camp, you know? (laughs) Yeah, Peter Pan's got kids. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wrote that down so many times. He's got kids. Peter Pan's got kids. She's got kids. She's got kids. uh, Well, you know, I wrote that down, but then there was also a part where – I don't know who said it. Maybe one of the kids says it. Who says "Pans back"? And I thought "Fans back." Yeah, yeah. Fans I thought, back. is that what that was? Pan's, was back. Cl- <laughs> "Pans back." So maybe one day I'll make that edit of Carson and season seven going "Fans back," pan's and back. more of the Lost Boys saying "Pans back."
0: God. "Pans back," "Pans back," "Pans back." Yeah. Oh God. Um, the dinner scene is also one that I think I think has. Uh, just amazing implications, right? It's it's so much more than what we're seeing. Um, and we kind of touched upon it. Uh, I will say the set again, uh, is just very present in the dinner scene, but uh, also with very
1: Harry Potter music. Um, mm-hmm. and the colored the you know the the colored goop. Yes, the food. yes, the food um, in
0: your imagination. But there's the Rufio versus Peter reading each other house down boots, mama.
1: Oh my god. This yes, of course there's a reading scene. Of course they're reading each other and like I have to assume that Robin Williams like improvised oh. every single one of his reads.
0: Oh, I can all ol- yes. It's like what's a paramecium brain? <laughs>
1: what's paramecium <Yes>. brain? <laughs> yeah. That's a paramecium brain. So, one-celled organism who can't fly. Yeah. Brilliant. Um, I- I mean, I loved like substitute chemistry teacher and then like the slipped in jokes, like nearsighted gynecologist. It's <laughs> such a Robin Williams joke.
0: This was an adult reading session. It was so good. Uh, I love the rhythm of, uh, I don't know the whole quote, but it sounds like lying, spying, pie, and ultra pig. Do you know that line that Rufio says? Yeah,
1: I, I yes, I, I mean I remember like the rhythm of all of those. It it's somewhat reminiscent of um, Clark's big meltdown in National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Okay. He's like you two timing slime stocking, yes, blah. yeah. Um, after he gets the Jelly the Month Club membership, and so that was giving me that feeling, but uh yeah there was indeed there was indeed a reading challenge and it looks like peter won <laughs> he's like don't mess with me i'm a lawyer I'm a like lawyer I, yeah so it was a great you know th- that was very like um do you need their diseases do you yeah. want their diseases Aaron brockovich moment do yeah you want
0: their diseases yes. yeah <laughs> oh god uh yeah and that's when he That's when the joy kind of comes back to him. He's able to access that part of him that allows him to nourish himself. Basically what, you know, these lost boys don't eat, right? Gay people don't eat. But the the way that they nourish themselves is by imagining joy, right?
1: Yeah, and I, you know, and just by indulging in your fantasies. Yes. You know, exactly. It's literally, what they do is they indulge in their fantasies. Um, and they
0: fling it at each other, you know?
1: Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> a food fight. I, I find food fights very stressful. Um, have you ever seen the movie A Little Princess? I don't think so. From 1995? I don't think so. Oh, Mary. Because that has a similar, like, They imagine a feast, and then it appears the next morning. Oh, Mary, that movie is so beautiful. That is one of my favorites. Oh, you, especially over this Christmas season, it's on Netflix until the end of the year. You should watch A Little Princess. I'm telling you. A Little Princess. A Little Princess. I, like, oh, I, I get so swept up in the movie. I cry so much during that movie.
0: <laughs> great. Okay. Uh, the but list. anyway,
1: it it and end I think post hook, it has a lot of similar kind of similar qualities, a similar sort of magic to it, um a similar sort of like having a having to grow up or having to find yourself again. Mm. Uh, it's a great companion piece. The
0: I'll check it out. The the this whole dinner scene, this whole food fighting scene, I, I it is just such a beautiful moment in the movie because it is relatively sad and they find a way to make it really beautiful right it's relatively sad and kind of i don't know kind of grotesque in a way but they're all eating and they're all co-signing this idea that they're nourishing themselves but they're not and yet by the end of it you you have to sign on
1: right and i guess the 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 magical realism of Neverland is that there is like there is something about believing turns into manifestation. Yes. Which, you know, is so like a new age thing. People are like, if you want to manifest, you have to truly believe. And I think they just take this to take that whole concept to like a literal level that like you actually can manifest. Um, So can they manifest Rufio surviving? I guess not
0: i mean it's just like so it's such a slap in the face um yeah. yeah no i i certainly see that manifesting joy right manifesting the positive thoughts that you're thinking i mean not to get too woo woo with the secret but like there is something very powerful of like well i have two choices i could be sad about this or i could try to find the positive spin in this what is going to serve me to move forward and uh, obviously there's a place in time for sad thoughts but uh you know like when you're grieving rufio's death for instance uh, which yeah, they don't nice. do, um, yeah. but uh, but yeah, the idea that uh, that it that it can it can propel you forward, it can it can help you uh, to bring it into the real world, right? Because uh, every now and then we have to go to Nar- uh, Narnia to Neverland, uh, but we you know we can bring some of it back with us, and I think that's the joy.
1: And that's I mean you know, and this this would probably take us down an Only Mary's route. So maybe on a future Only Mary's we can talk about this. But like I think keep that idea of a real world theme like what does it mean as gay men you and i today in you know bordering 2023 america what does it mean to visit neverland
0: oh uh, you mean like literally I
1: mean, just you know that idea like what you're just talking about of like it's okay to visit neverland but oh. eventually like you have to come back to reality for some people it could it could be Star very literal. Island. like yeah. i'm going to yeah i'm going to the neverland circuit party or whatever but like i think there's a I think it's you know, maybe and that could go beyond gay people. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. But I just like I got to dance with the one that brought for me sure. it's the one I know. Um, what is that? And because I think it is a big part of gay culture to still be like, but I'm still having fun because, you know, I'm t- t- forever 21. You know, um, what does that e- what does that mean for people now or for gay men now to like try to, you know remember your lost boy, but still be the Peter Banning that needs to pay the bills. You know? Well, I
0: th- yeah, no, I think it's it's when you go to Burning Man, it's when you go to Fire Island, it's when you go on vacation, right? There are real world consequences to all the men that you have sex with there, right? All the drugs that you do. But uh, more often than not, you're able to kind of step away from your life and kind of reconnect with yourself, kind of, kind of remember what you like doing, um, connecting with people, right? It, too much Neverland is never good. But uh, I think it's, the one thing that I always think about the gay community, we've had this conversation multiple times, but like gay people that have their shit together are not as common as straight people that have their shit together at earlier ages.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would say that it's... Uh, I have to sometimes, I have to often, when I'm looking at someone, like a gay... Looking at a gay guy, like updates that he's posting on Facebook, for example. Like, what are we doing on Facebook? And it can feel like what are you like what are you like on your first spring break? What are you a nine year old boy? A nine year old. Like what are you what is this, you on your first spring break? Like there's a sort of energy like that, but I feel like it's having to remember that for so many gay men, it's like, okay, regardless of their age, like this may be where they're at in their like You know being a gay man recreationally life we're like yeah maybe this is their first gaycation and it's the same excitement level that you had going to you know your first spring break vacation in college you know what i mean correct Um, yes
0: exactly i you know i think it's i think it's important to recognize that that like the 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 timelines are just different right and yeah and for someone like peter if, if we're calling Peter a gay man and forgetting that he has kids and, you know, with a wife and whatever. But, like, the idea that Peter needed to reconnect with the, with joy and the idea of kind of remembering who you are, remembering where you came from, right, and finding joy within that, finding those happy thoughts uh, in order for him to have joy in his regular life I feel like that's that's a very queer experience, it's a very gay experience, where sometimes you need to go away to kind of reconnect with that. Uh, you, it, it's very hard to find that in society when you're treated like shit for so long. You know, you're, you're you grow up kind of hating yourself, right? Told to hate yourself, all of that. And then you kind of gotta go away and hang out with some lost boys, see what the pirates are up to, you know? uh yeah. in order to kind of be like oh no i have jack i have my son and i love my son
1: or and i can maybe come back a more you know a, a better version of myself for someone like jack yes for, you know my right. little denise richards daughter yes. or yes you know moira um or my granny that i might want to <laughs> yeah um because i i my do gilf. i my yeah my gilf yeah um my wolf, you know uh wendy i'd like to fuck <laughs> i i think about that often with like you know i used to think about that way with like fort lauderdale or like when people go on like gay cruises or whatever that there is some element of i'm gonna go to this other reality and re-up in some mm. way but also like drain the battery in another way you know it's kind of like some people say you have to let your phone battery go all the way to zero before you recharge it so it'll get a better charge mm. And I kind of feel like that's what gay can be is like you basically drain your battery so you can like come back a new person. <laughs> I don't know. Ideally, I think you just usually come back with an empty battery. But I think that's the idea is that I'm going to go on this gay cruise for a week and I'm going to party and dance and have a great time. And I'm going to come back so refreshed and I'm going to feel so relaxed and stress free. But you really just come back with like no dopamine left and like really hungover, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. I feel like. Yes, I agree with you, but I think that's anybody's experience when they go on vacation, right? It's like I'm going on vacation. I'm going to drain my battery, etc. Uh,
1: to kind of I only care about gay people, you know. It's Wha- like I know what you mean. I know, but I'm I'm just looking at that specific lens because gay men also can go on vacation and like party really hard. Yeah. Uh, well beyond like their college years, you know. Yeah. No,
0: and I think that's like what what makes it interesting about the Lost Boys and about. Neverland in general is that it is you're going to a place where you're kind of rejecting the current rules of society and the current rules of reality in that sense uh, and everybody in that world kind of is co-signing it right they co-signing that imagination co-signing that idea of joy and finding the self uh, I don't know I, I, I there's something deeper when gays do that uh versus anybody else
1: It's like the weird ways that we've created like we've created if like gay men in particular because like yeah that's what i know have created traditions in the weirdest of places you know like i think bathhouse etiquette you know what i mean like we've created these traditions or like cruising for example yeah that's just a series of gay traditions that like Customs. Yes, are rooted in in sex and whatnot, but that's just been a, a very present part of, you know, many gay men's lives. And it's like, I just, I think that there is a preciousness to it, maybe because, like, it's younger. Like you look at the way that the United States and patriotism is so silly in a way when you look at other countries that have been around for just hundreds and hundreds or thousands of years, you know what I mean? Or mm. cultures that like have just been far more established. And then you look at America being like, we're 250 years old. It's <laughs> like a BFD little one, you know, um, and so I just think that, like, gay men can just be like Americans about their traditions because they're not as deeply rooted. Mm.
0: I mean, there is the idea that uh, younger generation gays maybe don't have the type of need for community when they go abroad, right? Or when they go away, uh, like a, a different generation, right? Because they're already kind of supported in their main lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you and don't the, have to go to Puerto Vallarta. Yeah, yeah. and the need... And it, I mean, it's it's an interesting destination, and you're like, oh, this is great. Oh, wow, amazing. It's still great everything, but it's not the same impact as Neverland. It's not as mm-hmm. kind of transformative. It's not as, like... You, the need for it isn't as uh,
1: apparent. I agree. I think if you... The, the idea is, like, you know there'd be these a retreat you know finally Mm. a breath of fresh air i'm i'm finally among my own people and i can feel supported and free to be myself but like it's like if i'm going to fort lauderdale from new york it's like how much more free do i need to feel you know what i mean it's like i'm free here i'm free there it's a little weird there it's a little weird here it's all the same and so i think there is some truth to that that like in general like the need to go to the the gay retreat the gay neverland resort isn't as necessary because you can just go to you know austin or you can go to you know portland or you go to like boston or whatever and it's just like montreal Yeah. yeah there's a space for you you know there as well you know
0: yeah uh interesting how neverland is finding its way kind of into reality with a little bit more ease you don't necessarily have to go to the second star to the right and straight on till morning it can be you know the fifth star and you only have to go till midnight (laughs)
1: right right exactly and this holiday inn is gay friendly so you don't have to go to the gay resorts because you know it's a it's a radisson you're fine you're safe here you know
0: yeah there's there's a difference uh i think now but the 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 allusion to gay men in neverland i think is uh, i mean it's still there we know all the peter pans we know we can see it. We see Peter Pan hanging out with the Lost Boys at the club, right? Sometimes I feel like I'm the Peter Pan. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Sometimes I feel lost like boys. I'm Wendy.
1: I feel like I'm Wendy with the oh, Peter Pan. Term. Wendy. I'm like, I can't fly anymore with you. I'm too old yeah. and the hangovers last too long. Right. You know? I can't
0: go. Sorry. You got to yeah, go. You got to get your kids by yourself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was going to come, but I didn't feel like it. You know. I mean, that's basically uh, – but yeah i uh i i think that the other thing i would say to that point is that like my experience is going to, you know for example to like those those gay resorts in fort lauderdale and whatnot is that like most of the clientele is older yeah. and there right. there are younger guys there but like there is a sense of like this does feel like maybe a a little bit of a dated tradition now, you know, like this doesn't feel, we don't need to hide behind these walls and be free gay men. You're in Fort Lauderdale. Yeah.
0: I mean, what's interesting, thinking about Fire Island, right, especially with the age difference, is it's much easier to connect with, you know, men 35 and up in Fire Island um, because they'll talk to you. Anybody kind Mm -hmm. of under 35, like you got to kind of look like them. Um, Or know them before or know them, you know, from from Manhattan or wherever uh, for you to really kind of exist. And it's almost like the newer generations going to these gay destinations are following a different uh, a different fantasy at dinner rather Mm -hmm. than than the than the older generations that, you know, are like, oh, God, I just when I walk down the boardwalk, all I see are phones.
1: Right, right, and I, you know, maybe there's there's something to and I think this is true for a lot of things where it's like it something starts as inclusive and then becomes exclusive, or uh-huh. the draw go the draw flips from inclusion to exclusion. The right. draw flips from a place to go to be together to a place to go that a lot of other people can't go, and it's something to be proud of and show off on social media and whatnot. It's the exclusivity of like, oh yeah, I'm in the pines, versus like, oh, the pines is where the gay men are, you know? Yep.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh there's a very famous host on Bravo that I saw on Fire Island and uh you know, you saw him once uh for a very brief moment when he tried to sit on the beach, but otherwise you know, a lot of people just stay in the in the big houses when they go there. And there's no there's no sense of mingling.
1: Right, right, like you could you could be somewhere that was easier to get to because it doesn't it, you're staying within the four walls of your house. Correct. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But, but I, I think the answer is because they can put the little tag on Instagram, you know, of like location. Well, there is that. Uh,
0: Yeah. I don't know. I think Neverland is uh, the, the need for Neverland is changing. I still think there is a need for one. And there's certainly people that, as we know, just, uh, you, I don't know, you go to industry on a Friday night, they're, they're in Neverland, dear, you know?
1: Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I I feel like there are, there's a way in which I see certain men in, in the gay community, and again, I saw so much of it in Fort Lauderdale, I feel like that's where I absorbed most of it, um, so to speak. But I <sharp inhale> feel like it was a lot of, like, ghosts of Christmas future, potential ghosts of Christmas future, where could my life end up? Mm. And I, I feel like that sounds judgy but i feel like i don't have a fucking model so all i have are a bunch of examples that i can say does that feel good does that feel good does that feel good you know what i mean yeah. it's like yeah, you gotta so try yeah. it out that's why it takes us right. so
0: long to kind of get our shit together i don't know like going to industry on a friday night is like visiting the ghost of christmas past you know what i mean where it's like oh yeah i well, remember when too. i used to do that and i used to just be a lost boy that was rejected by society rejected by my father you know and i'm acting out by Getting drunk until 3 a.m. and, you know, going up to somebody's, uh, you know, uh, hotel room, you know?
1: I got to tell you, I had that thought recently of, like, the idea of getting drunk and going home with someone is such a bizarre concept to me now. Mm. Like, I would just never do that now. But that was, like... Drunk, yeah, no, I, I would never not do it in my 20s, but now it's like, oh god, like going out and like getting drunk and then going home with someone and being like sometimes really drunk, really drunk,
0: yeah. I mean, I'll have a drink or two and then I could see that happening, but definitely, like not. five
1: or six drinks, yeah, in girl. Like when
0: I was 20s, of, yeah. yeah, girl, the, 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 yep. the uh, what, what did I have? O bombs, I'd stole and Red Bull, Jesus uh-huh. Christ.
1: Yeah, I remember. I remember a, a Reb, Rebel vodka. Rebel vodka. Oh, Rebel vodka. Drag name, Rebel vodka. Rebel <laughs> vodka. Rebel vodka. <laughs> vodka. Rebel vodka. Um, yeah, Jager yeah. Bombs. Yeah. Jager Bombs. Yeah. 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 He's, he's
0: and it's Yeah, absolutely.
1: It's <sighs> a different way. But yeah, it is. It is the ghost of Christmas past. And then, like, you see someone where it's like, oh, man, if I. I don't want to be that. I don't want to. I don't. I mean. It's like I could look at someone and be like, oh, I don't want to be that. And he can be like, I don't fucking care. I wanted to go to the bar on a Friday night. I don't need to look like a supermodel to do it. But it's different. It's not that. It's more of the like, girl, what are you doing? You just, what are you doing? you be here every night, you know? You
0: know, I think it is important, though, you know, if we're going to keep this illusion going, right? Like to visit Neverland and be the father figure that Rufio didn't think existed. Not to say that, like, oh, these people need saving or whatever, but, like, you could just go there and be yourself and save your kids, right? You don't have to necessarily... And, you you know, you could engage in some of the customs, you know, fling some shade and, and, and have some fun, play some basketball, whatever. Uh, but you you can also still be yourself and have goals that are modeled by those lost boys and those pirates, for that matter.
1: Well, And I think that that's where Peter ends by the end of the movie. I think it's exactly that, where he... Um, there is still you know like that that spirit is in him but he uh, he doesn't have to just be a lost boy he can just kind of like have the spirit of fun or as he says at the end of the movie like treating life as an adventure and that's kind of where I landed yeah. with like you know wanting to kind of like judge these gays it's like well Maybe they're just they're you know their life is just an adventure because they don't have a model either. They don't have a oh, fucking no, model. No, they don't either. have any
0: idea either. Gay men in that age, Mary? All of their the people before them died.
1: Yeah. And, and and no one ever you know said here's an option. There's there's an option, you know, do that, try this. Here's a bunch of celebrities who were, you know, giving creating a model you could, you know, follow along with. Like I and I think there is something kind of beautiful and something probably very wise about just treating life like an adventure you know yeah um that something that i might look at as naive is actually probably really smart
0: well and you know that's that's what's interesting about like think positive thoughts and whatever it it could just be that mary is like well think of it as an adventure right okay so your train has to change to go through queens instead of going through you know manhattan or whatever uh okay great I get to read more on on the train or I get to you know do this on the train it's just, it's just a different way to look at the world uh, and I feel like that's a lesson you can take from Neverland it's like oh okay, well then just play right okay great no worries it's all good yeah. I'm just gonna climb the drain pipe.
1: Right, exactly. It's like, well, I, but he's still got the end goal of because I want to see my kids. Yes, and that's the that's that's the, the authenticity of, part. Yep. That's the overlap of like, well, I have the the important goals in mind of seeing my family again. But like, okay, can't get in the house. Guess I'm climbing the climbing the drainpipe. No it. big deal. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Uh, and if
0: I need help, I'll ask
1: for help. You know. Right, right. Uh, yeah, and I th- I felt like uh, you know from the gay lens that was a nice place to land. It wasn't saying like grow up and it wasn't saying you know stay a lost boy it was like this is what a happy balance could look like yeah you know
0: yeah instead of smashing clocks because you're afraid of getting older I mean that's the other thing that's so gay about Captain Hook and him making Jack smash the clocks in the name of his father I'm just like Mm -hmm. oh my god the the allegory that's here right gay men smashing or teaching others to smash clocks to stop the ticking of time because of their father's neglect yeah (laughs)
1: like i couldn't have written it myself (laughs) any more specifically you know
0: oh god uh and Uh, you know it's interesting right he's smashing and Saying things like never letting me blow bubbles in my chocolate milk, never letting me jump on my own bed, for always making mm-hmm. promises you can't keep, for never doing anything with me, right? And those are the reasons why I don't want to get older, because I don't want to be mm-hmm. you.
1: I don't want to be you, and uh, and there's just this, you know, and I think for, you know, a lot of, a lot of lost boy gay men, there is that, like... You know, I have to make up for something I never experienced yep. or I have to, yep. you know, Stop I want to have that, yep. too. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, And, and it, yeah, it's and it's funny. Right. Because you think about like some some gay men will use this excuse of like, well, in high school, I was out. I was in the closet the whole time. I never got to have prom or spring break. I never got to have those experiences. So I'm catching up later in life. And there's a part of me that's like, yes. And then there's a part of me. That lovingly says high school was four years and you've been doing this for 15. Yeah,
0: that's right. You that's know, right. so right.
1: you're, you've made up for lost time and then some. Right, you know? right. Uh, what are you holding think, on to? Yeah. Right, right. It's like, or all what right. What are you not letting you, go of is really the, yeah, the yeah, yeah. You're the prom queen. You win. You got your fantasy. <laughs> now The prom ice queen, yes. Yeah, now you're the prom ice queen. Yeah, oh, so. Um,
0: Running away from a crocodile that doesn't exist. Ugh.
1: God. I mean, that's ultimately, you know, everybody's everybody has their own stone stone crocodile, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Oh, for
0: sure. I mean, just the image, uh, that kind of metaphor of the clock ticking inside. Right. Consistently chasing after you. Uh, God, because it got a taste of you. Uh, I just, anyway, um, yeah, so, uh, hook, uh, we have a, uh, this, uh, Smee is the sexy pitcher. Um,
1: oh, I love that they're wearing pirates, uh, outfits, uh-huh. you know, like Smart. baseball pirates. Yeah. Yeah. That was Smee is, I love at the end when they're having the whole, you know, the final fight and Smee is shoving jewels down his yeah. pants and I was like, what I wouldn't give to be one of those, uh-huh. one of those gold bracelets, those you know, jewels Those jewels hanging on those jewels,
0: um there's a quote that i need to just get out of my chest here uh get out of my head uh because it's a rattle that i'll often say um for various occasions but uh it's the way that julia roberts says do you like my address and it sounds like she's saying address do you like my address
1: (laughs) i i can remember that moment but i'd have to the rattle doesn't shake loudly for me yet but i remember that moment do you like my address Uh, like my address. No. Uh, it's when
0: J- Julia Roberts is uh, helping Peter remember his childhood, and there's another kind of really big statement in this movie. I know that this podcast is going on for a while, but whatever. It's Christmas. Um, everyone who grows up has to die someday, and so I ran away.
1: Mm, yeah. Uh, was that a Tinkerbell line?
0: No, he, uh, Peter says it. He's he's like, uh, you know, I remember my mother talking to me oh, when I was in the bass net. Right, because
1: and... he, he has the flashback to yeah, when he was just a baby in the rain. And yes. I was like, how long was this baby left being rained so on weird until they yeah. got the shot? Yeah. Oh, God, it was oh so my weird. God. But... Cue the rain! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, everyone who grows up has to die someday, and so I ran away. And I just feel like there's another... You can draw conclusions from that not necessarily to the gay community, but this idea of mortality being a reason why you would escape to Neverland, why you don't want to grow up because essentially we're all gonna die and it's and you don't want to even think about it, especially as a young person
1: Well I and I think that the the not wanting to because it's like there's being young, then there's growing up, then there's dying and what's interesting is that for someone like Peter in the situation for a lot of folks, there is no growing up. There's just young and then growing up equals death, you know? And yep. so growing up, there's no value in that. It's kind of like people who are uh, like really drawn into the honeymoon phase of the relationship. But once things get real, they're like, Oh, well that's not, that's not fun. Right. But like, there's a lot of people in long term relationships who are like, no, it actually gets a lot richer and you learn more about yourself and the person and life changes. And I feel like that it's, it's not trusting that like the excitement of your childhood or the excitement of your teens or your twenties, um, that it's thinking all of that's the peak and then it's downhill from there. Right. Downhill.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: versus it just being like, sure, some things, you know, uh, hill and valley, but there's other things that become peak things. You know more about yourself. You're more comfortable in your own skin. You're not chasing after so much by going out all the time. You, you know, it's, um, and I think that getting off grinder, you know what I mean? Right. Just like,
0: God, meeting people that aren't on those apps, right? It, 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 all of a sudden, things are just like a little bit more richer. <laughs> the conversations yeah. are richer, the activities so I, are richer. Yeah.
1: I, I think that running away to Neverland is I just want to keep doing that the the fun things from my youth because uh-huh. like that's all i know as the good era if i don't do that then i have to accept i'm getting older i'm not as desirable right. people don't Running want me out on grinder yep. yeah. Um, yeah um and then i like, hate all my the job
0: thing... yep i was mm-hmm. rejected by my father right all the things
1: <laughs> yeah either all the things i don't want to deal with or all the things i think i'm supposed to be yeah you know what i mean right um because it's like you know that's the plus side of there being no model there's no model you can do whatever you want. You're 40. What does you, that mean? You've got to be with the wheel. You've got to be with the wheel. You've got to be on the wheel. You've got to be the wheel. The wheel's fine. You've got to be the wheel. You're fine. Yeah, that's right. The wheel's fine. You're the- the- you're fine. Wheel's fine. <laughs> and I just think there is that, too, of like, okay, you know, so, so you're going to be 38 next month. That doesn't impress me much, you know?
0: Oh my God, you're turning 38 next month? I'm going to be 38 oh next month. Oh my God, you are
1: so, you are ancient. Oh, no, yeah. no,
0: no. Oh, no, I also hate this. Oh, you're a baby. Oh, you're a baby.
1: You don't know anything. That's the pirates oh. talking. Yeah. Yeah, oh, you're such a child. Look at you. Oh, you're so young. Oh, you don't know anything. Um, whereas Rufio would be like, mm, 38. Wow. Um, Kill the pirate. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Kill
0: the lawyer. Yeah. Yeah, kill
1: the kill the old accountant. Yeah, um, kill the podcast host. Yeah, kill the <laughs> podcast host. Kill the Salesforce admin. Yeah, oh God. it's gonna be my new job. Uh, uh, job. But anyway, uh, uh,
0: Tink breaks her house. Uh, this this whole scene is very uncomfortable because um, we know what she wants.
1: <laughs> oh, and it's just bursting out of her, and she, she just
0: that, that when she kisses him, and she's. Just the, the the soft moaning. I was it. It's
1: a lot. Oh yeah, it was a lot. It. I did not know what was going to happen here, and I was like, "Oh, you do have that wife who's just crying in a rocking chair at home. You might want to." So I was glad that you know there wasn't also like the weird note of like, "Yeah," and then and then Peter kind of cheats on his wife in Neverland. But <laughs> I guess when you're on vacation, some couples have different rules. Yeah, you know, rules, um, sure. you can wear eyeliner. You know yeah right but like just don't bring that shit home yeah Uh, it was an interesting detail but yeah of course I just I kept thinking about like oh man what if what if there's a ticking clock for how big she can be big and they she just miscalculates you know (laughs) going yeah yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) yeah no I uh, that scene always made me feel very uncomfortable it's a weird addition I feel like it was a, a bone for Julia Roberts
1: I mean, it, it, it is her big scene. It is certainly, and that's what it felt like, is this is her big moment to kind of emote and, like... Let not go. just go, yeah. Yeah, and not be just be the pixie in the, in the movie, but to have, like, human emotions. I mean, um, she got to do her trademark Julia Roberts laugh during the food fight. Uh-huh, a- saw that. And, and, and this she kind of gets... Yep. To, yeah, and this she kind of gets to do her trademark, like, crying giraffe face, you uh. know? <laughs> like, the big upper lip kind of,
0: um, you know? Yep, uh, she has a silly ass go uh which i also yeah. love that line reading uh yeah i hate the scene and i love it because i think about this scene all the time
1: yeah i feel like this is a scene that now that this is under my belt like i'm gonna i'm gonna remember and i liked Julie roberts in this scene i yeah, this me is too. actually where i yeah. thought she was the best was the scene yeah
0: i agree uh and it made me feel uncomfortable because i was like uh <laughs> aren't y'all friends yeah. it's like right? if grace decided to kiss will and it's like listen grace
1: right and like he's already maybe gonna fuck granny and now you're gonna try to get in on that wendy or I tinkerbell like it's a lot uh he needs to go home and fuck his wife is what needs to happen this, this i think we all we all know that you know moira's gonna get you know get some good peter and you know Oof
0: some pixie dust of his own, you know.
1: Yeah. Peter well, and of stuff. course he's he's come back from Neverland, so he's fully shaved, you know. Oh, he's so. fully shaved. <laughs> She's going to get a good panning, you know. Oh, absolutely. He's going to he's going <laughs> to scrape her down like an old coffee table. <laughs> he's going to sand her down like an armoire. You know? uh, bang a rang, Mary. Yeah, he's going to bang a rang. Uh Oh,
0: God. Uh, yeah, we got this big battle scene at the end, you know, in true 90s uh, Spielberg fashion. There were a lot of, uh, I think I remember a lot of toys, uh, Lost Boys toys from this scene modeled after oh, this scene. Oh, yeah.
1: I could feel the, like, wow, look at all the all the products you guys have. Yeah.
0: Um, one character that I think we should talk about is the little boy that uh, gets the, the sword at the end, right? He's the one that mm-hmm. thinks about his mother, you know, as his happy thought, he remembers his mother. But throughout the movie, it's just all fat jokes.
1: Yeah, he is uh he I mean that's such like an, an early 90s or an 80s yep. thing where it's like, oh, he's just the fat kid in the group. Like I'm I'm looking You're up to see if he out. was in mm-hmm. Yeah, see if he was in heavyweights because I just feel like he was not. But it's, not, okay. it's just that would be the thing. Oh, yeah, that would be his, you know, uh, the role he would get is the fat kid in the group. They that's use him as
0: a as, as a, like a rolling boulder. There's a line where he's like, doesn't look so fat to me, right? There's just a lot of that commentary. Anyway, I updating this movie, right? We got to cut that storyline and give this character a little bit more 3D motion. I want to hear more about his mother, you know?
1: Yeah, right, right. Like, I think that's... Um, we kind of talked about this with uh, The Preacher's Wife, where Loretta Devine's character, it's like, no, of course she's going to be with, you know, the community bus driver. She's not going to be with Denzel, and they're going to be kind of silly because they're kind of thick. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's
1: going to look at them falling in love. Oh, man. I will
0: say in the, 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 you know, the spirit of the gay illusion here, right, they would kind of always talk about this kid's weight gay people well, are constantly mm-hmm. talking about the fat weight
1: i think this is kind of like what delta work was hinting at with the reading challenge in season three was like oh god i've heard the fat jokes yeah, you know like right. enough you know tell me something new and i think that's it's such a go-to of like reading somebody's weight or you just being the it's time for a big girl to win you know what i mean yes. like you're just a big girl yes man.
0: well the big girl wins at the end of this hey yeah. He gets the Finally. sword. Finally, huh Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I read that this was all improvised, that the, none of these kids knew who he was going oh, to give the sword to. Oh. Yeah. That's going to so make me very cry. Genuine. Oh, my God. Your yeah. hook's going to make me come. Uh,
0: your <laughs> hook's going to make me come. <laughs> make me yeah. cry. Oh, that's so sweet.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, so I love them nice...
0: all. I, I usually hate kids and movies, and I got to say, these kids were so great.
1: Great child acting, yeah, yeah really, really sweet, good. really yeah. sweet.
0: Good night, Neverland. The the little boy that's like always plays the one from Brooklyn. Uh, I forget his name. Uh, you know the one of the Lost Boys that like always seems to have a Brooklyn
1: accent. Oh, I think he he might have been the one who kind of looked like his son. Yes, uh, his yes, was, yeah. What is his, his name? name was- the character's name is Don't Ask. I think. Oh,
0: it's Don't Ask. Okay, yeah, because uh, he's been um, in a bunch of things. I feel like he was in Newsies, right? Let's see. He was in Mac. Okay. Uh, oh, you love
1: Mac. <laughs> well, Mac and Me, or just Mac? Just Mac. He
0: was in Single White Female too, uh, director. To oh,
1: Video. and are we talking about? Oh, yeah. Look at him, James Maddie. Oh, wow.
0: wait a second.
1: Oh, why does he look so old?
0: Yeah, I don't. No, it's not the same guy. It's not the guy from It's not
1: him. It's not the guy. Well he's from had quite movies. the career. He was in Band of Brothers, you know. Uh he was in let's see. The Box. Oh you love the Box. <laughs> Isn't that one with Kami Diaz? Yeah,
0: it's with Kami Diaz. It's not the best Is it movie. Good? It's not the no.
1: best movie, no. I've kind of had that on my list for a while. Well, anyway, yeah, I, I newsies, I don't know at all. That is one uh, that I don't even know if I'd want to do on this podcast because I might just be kind of a harumph about it the whole time. Yeah, I feel
0: like I feel like you would just yeah
1: yeah. And there's like no women.
0: There's in one movie. or two women in it. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you know
1: that. Oh, and Margaret's in it. Okay.
0: Well, it's a she plays like a nun in
1: one number. Of course. Oh, you know who course. I'm
0: thinking of? I'm thinking of Max Casella.
1: Yes, I know. Yes, who was in Doogie Howser. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. I totally know what you mean. I had the same thought of like, it's not Charlie Corsmo because he's Jack. It's Max Casella. Max oh, Casella is this kid. Yeah. If you can't get Charlie Corsmo <laughs> <Cassella>. yeah, Max Casella. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
0: but yeah, the wow. kids were adorable. Uh, and then, you know, obviously the movie ends. Um, it's one of those movies where, <sighs> I don't know, uh, it's, I, I feel like you'd only appreciate if you saw it as a kid, but maybe not. I don't know.
1: I mean, I would say having basically not I don't remember seeing it when I was a kid. And so now having watched it as an adult, I feel like, you know, you'll always miss out on that. Like that little like I think Goonies is a great example of something that. I didn't see as a kid, but some people have like a deep yeah, love for and like a deep, true. like, Oh, I grew up with this. Right. And so you can kind of, you know, watch it even today and still have that feeling. Um, but watching that or watching something like this as an adult, I, I don't come in with that, but I can kind of appreciate why this was such a hit. You know what I mean? I can kind of appreciate why this book to so many people. And I think hook, for example, I think is a lot deeper than Goonies. Um, I can, as an adult, I can see everything they were doing in the script and the direction and the acting. I can appreciate the father-son stuff. I can appreciate the gay stuff um, that maybe I wouldn't have – I definitely wouldn't have appreciated when I was a kid. So I I guess it's just, you know, um, I wish I had the nostalgia for this. I wish mm-hmm. I had that feeling, you know. Um, I remember
0: playing the video game. I remember the action figures – I remember hating the little girl, and I still do, and she is just a terrible singer.
1: She is a terrible singer. I think that she is worse <sighs> than Annabelle Fox. She is and worse. you've got mail. Yeah. Yes. Um, well, <sighs> and she kind of, she looked a little bit like the little girl in Adventures in Babysitting, but I don't know if we've ever done a movie with this little girl in it before.
0: No, so. I don't, yeah. When has this little girl been in Mary?
1: Well, that's what I'm gonna see. I'm I'm clicking back to Hook because I was like, I Hup, know Hup, this Hup, Hook. Hup, Hook. Hup, Hook. Hup, All right, Hup, her name is Hup. Amber Scott. Oh, she doesn't even have a Wikipedia page, Mary. Unbelievable. Oh, you know why? Because she's been in next to nothing. This is like the only thing she's been in other than apparently a voice actor in 1996 for something called American Experience on TV. Oh, my uh, God. Oh, my God. Amber. And she at the nineteen at the 64th annual Academy Awards, she performed When You're Alone in 1992. Oh, so she God. performed this in the movie and then they had her do it at the Academy She's Awards. on
0: the soundtrack, which I think is just a travesty.
1: Yeah, I uh, I don't like it. Uh, it's very reminiscent of. You haven't seen this, and I don't know if anyone has, but we should do an episode on it sometime. But the HBO documentary "Living Dolls" about oh, child beauty pageants. Oh yes, child beauty pageants. And uh-huh. Swan Swan Bruner singing "Where Is Love" from Vival, I think, goes uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yep, 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 like yep, that. yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, if you, I'll find the clip and send it to you. The whole thing's on YouTube in like nine parts.
0: Wait, but... where is love? That's from Oliver.
1: Maybe Oliver. Sorry, Oliver. That's what I meant. Uh, Oliver sounds like the name of a mouse. Um, <laughs> but anyway, there is a clip of Swan Bruner singing Where is Love, and it sounds just like this little girl.
0: Oh, I, yeah, I just, I find it so unpleasant. Uh, yeah, there's not much that I can critique otherwise about this movie. Julie Roberts's performance with a green screen and this little girl singing.
1: Yeah, I mean, we, you know... Glenn we Close was of, great.
0: Oh, my God, she had a scream. Ugh.
1: Glenn was great. We've kind of briefly mentioned Robin Williams, but it's just <sighs> worth mentioning. He's incredible. You and forget it's, that it's him, right? It's just... Yeah. Uh, God. And it's very similar to watching season three of Dead to Me, where there's that sad kind of feeling of like, oh, Robin Williams, you know? Like the same thing, like, oh, Tina Applegate, you know? Yeah. Um, that it kind of puts more weight on their performance, you know? Wait, Tina Applegate? Tina Applegate. Yeah, she's in, she's
0: not in she's not dead.
1: No, but she has MS. I know that. Okay. She that's probably her last like yeah, you know her live live action yeah. role. Okay. So okay. and you can see like what she's kind of enduring to right. film that oh, that, right. that season. That's right. So uh. it's like I love the show but I'm also just feeling the weight yeah. of like oh man like you're probably like you're suffering right now to do this scene, uh. you know. You're crying for real right now, you know. Yeah,
0: right. Oh, absolutely. And uh you know Shame on
1: the networks for canceling Samantha Who. Shame on them. Well, I think that was, you know, Gene Smart was in that for fuck's sake. Melissa
0: McCarthy was in that. Barry Watson was so cute. Jennifer Esposito was in it.
1: Love Jennifer Esposito. Why isn't she more of an alum on this podcast? Mary, you tell me. Yeah, I mean... Okay, let's I, – because I think we're coming around the riverbend. We let's are. Des, let's decide if we were to do a Matreon that Jennifer Esposito is in, let's decide now what that would be. It doesn't mean we have to do it right now. Okay. It just means that at some point we are going to honor, not dead, Jennifer Esposito. Well,
0: we have done a, a Jennifer
1: Esposito movie before. <sighs> Haven't we? Haven't we? Uh, I. <laughs> do you remember? Without looking? She's great in it. She's great. You've got to give me one hint. <laughs> I don't hear any hints. So I'm going to start oh, looking. Oh,
0: I, I, I went. Kissy sounds.
1: All I, all I can think of was like Kiss Me Guido. That's correct. She's
0: in Kiss, kiss no, Me Guido. No, really? She plays I Debbie. got it. Yeah, she plays Debbie. Shit. She plays the girlfriend. And that was my guess. Sister, was right? Kiss
1: yeah. Me Guido. I can't believe. Oh, my God. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, my God. She was not Kiss Me Guido. Yes. Okay. So we've done Kiss Me Guido Kiss Me Guido. We've done Kiss Me Guido. Uh we're not gonna do Dracula two thousand. We could oh. do I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. Okay, we could do that. Next, all, yes. right, scary. all right Scary. I scary. Okay. I like that movie. Um, um I don't
0: wanna do Crash, even though she's great n- in it.
1: No, I don't wanna do Crash either. I'm with you on that. Ugh. 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 Uh yeah, well uh it, okay it, it's looking like i'm feeling like it, we've got our answer it's going to be i still know what you did last summer when we do all right scary okay i mean
0: don't say a word is also on this list
1: oh i'll never tell um <laughs> we could let's also put don't say a word on the list because we would get um Brittany, some murphy. More Brittany murphy yeah uh, and what's his name? Oh, Michael Douglas, of course. Michael yeah. Douglas, On um, the poster for that movie, Michael Douglas looks like that on like seven different posters. Yes, that's Look correct. Look at the poster for the game yep. or, you know what I mean? Yep. It's always Michael like looking to the side in terror. Oh, yeah. Mike. <sighs> Mike. Um, oh, Famke Johnson's on that. Delicious. Delicious. Uh, Marys, uh, I think we're
0: going to leave our hook discussion there. Just like another Robin Williams movie we covered, this very well could have been a two-parter. Uh, yeah, where we watch it again and you know uh, d- d- go through even more nuances that we're finding in the performances and in the production and the music and whatever. Uh, there's just so much to say about this movie, um, but I think we'll leave the conversation there. Yes,
1: I think so. I think we, we we went to the only the only Mary's place, and I just remembered that this was a free skate episode, so everyone got to go to the yeah. only Mary's place with us. Everybody listened. Um, Yep. Yeah, everyone heard us talking about, about those our things. Father issues. Yeah. Um. Yeah. My dad heard it. Well, Merry Christmas, Maybe that's dad. why
0: you go to Fort Lauderdale, Mary, to be close well, to your dad. Well,
1: <laughs> I know he, he's he's twenty six miles away from Fort Lauderdale. Don't think I haven't Google Street Viewed it. You're um, going
0: there, wondering if you're going to run into him at a bar. I get it, Mary.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Someone once asked, "Well, if you, when you go to the bathhouse, what if you run into him?" I was like, "Well, I don't know." <laughs> I think you would scream. I, yeah, uh, guess I'd have to fuck them. No, I, yeah, I would probably just walk out. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> God, God, some dark shit today. Some Merry dark Christmas. Shit. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> ho, 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 and all that. Yeah, and all of that. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've come to some good conclusions, and we figured out our Jennifer Esposito movie. So. I I'm ready to go, you know, eat some Christmas cookies and, you know, fall asleep on the couch. All right,
0: Mary. Well, Marys, thank you so much for listening. And we hope you have a wonderful week. We will see you right before the new year with a very special All Right, Mary, the end of our season on Patreon. If you are listening and you are a Patreon, we have one more All Right, Mary for you. And it is a good one. Uh, It's going to sink your heart.
1: Oh my god. Uh, yeah.
0: Capsize it's, it, you know? Mhm.
1: Yeah. So, uh get ready, uh hold your breath and <laughs> swim to the bottom, which is, you know, not a reference to Hook or Neverland. <laughs>
0: All right, Mary's. Hope you're well. Hope you're gonna do well and we'll talk to you very soon.
1: Christmas party party and Totsins. Ho ho ho. 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 Swiniest swine in the world. Captain Hook, hook. Captain Hook, who's the dirtiest?